Hello, it is Overreaction Monday, December 13th, 2021. Massive show today, huh? Big one. All the boys are here and on fire. There's a lot to talk about. I had a pretty good weekend, as did everybody you're about to hear speak. Feeling good on this Overreaction Monday. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. If you like this show by the end of it, please be a friend and tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Here we go. Week 14, NFL Sunday was awesome. Uh, can't thank you enough for joining us on this beautiful Overreaction Monday. We have overreactions from all over the internet, and we can't wait to read those to you. We have Darius Butler joining us next hour. AJ Hawk will be here. The Toxic Table at Boston Connor at Ty Schmitter here looking absolutely Fantastic boys. Richer. All right. Seems like the bag <laughs> is already emulating through your lives at Tone Diggs. The hammer Dad Cowboy is here. How was your weekend, fella? Great weekend. How was your weekend? Well, I want 10 and 2. The super boost Ooh. hit got broken <laughs> off. The things are fantastic. Hell yeah. Obviously, the Chiefs flipped the switch against the Raiders. Now, we don't know what the Raiders are. The Raiders thought they were something, obviously, mm. whenever the Raiders decided to go stand on the Chiefs logo. Mm. And this happened last year between the Titans and the Ravens when the Titans went on to the Ravens logo and then Harbaugh said to Vrabel, that's not football. <laughs> And Vrabel said, why don't you go fucking coach? <laughs> All right, why don't you go coach and get out of here? Now the Raiders go dancing on the Chiefs logo and wake up a sleeping giant. The offense had everybody on its score except for the people that we all betted on anytime touchdown scorers. <gasps> what an incredible display by the Kansas City Chiefs. Will this be the Chiefs going forward or was that of the Raiders that showed up yesterday? Now, I'm not saying the Raiders are a bad team, but yesterday they obviously looked terrible. And then on the way out, the Chiefs, you know, uh, Arrowhead Stadium place. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Because, remember, John Gruden got a win over the Chiefs in Kansas City and forced the bus driver to go ahead and take an extra lap around, a victory lap around the stadium. I love when petty shit happens. I love when the Chiefs answer and show up. They did just that. Then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, down in the humidity, 85% humidity. Woo! That's hot! Scorcher. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you're not training in that type of humidity, could be tough. That's why I picked the Bucks over the Bills, but it turned out Josh Allen put the team on his back dough. And as the game got later, it looked like the Bills got better. Or was it the Bucks falling apart? A couple game management situations that kind of poked their head in there for the Bucks that made me raise my eyebrow a little bit as if I was Dewey Johnson. Young Rock coming back on Wednesday. Yeah. Let's go. Nice. On. Yeah. Woo! Can't wait. <laughs> I actually am excited for this one. Boom. <laughs> sure. Boom. Me sure. too. Season two. It's only going to get better for the Rock. But there was a timeout on third down at the end of the half whenever the other team had no timeouts and they were driving. You call a timeout before third down. Obviously, they don't pick up the first down. They have to punt the ball back to the Bills. The Bills now have more time because you called it. Then at the end of the game, they called a timeout so their defense could get, I guess, a quick breath or a quick puff while the Bills had no timeout and they were trying to run two minutes. They were being very successful. There was just a couple decisions that were made that made us all, including Tom Brady, go, what the fuck? Are we doing right now? But that thing gets overtime. Tom Brady goes ahead and buries the Bills into, you know, a place where I don't think I'm losing faith in them. 
But if Josh Allen's boot that he's walking out is bad, mm -hmm. you have to question what the fuck they're going to do. Did not hand the ball off one time in the first half yesterday. <laughs> first team to do such a thing in like 30 years yeah. or something yeah. like that in the NFL. This Buffalo Bills team is electrifying. Josh Allen's an absolute stud. How bad is this injury that's given him this boot right here? And can they win against a tough team late in the playoffs is all anybody's going to ask. It's not fair that the conversation isn't about, hey, go for the Bills getting into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Good for the Bills being a team that they weren't just five years ago, six years ago, ten years ago. Fun. They are now expected to win and make it to the playoffs. Now the big question is, do we think this team will be able to win when they have to late? None of us are sure, and yesterday was indicative of that, I think, with the Buccaneers getting another win. Shout out to the Super Boost now, two for two. And then last night, mm -hmm. you got the landlord, Aaron Rodgers, Ooh. at home yeah. against a rival that he has talked up. He said, hey, not all rivalries are worthy of a conversation, but this one in the NFL between the Packers and the Bears is a storied rivalry. It goes back a long way. The OG Steve Sable, founder of NFL Films, rest in peace, rest in peace, Steve Sable. He was even talking about these games way back in the frozen tundra. You're talking about the history of the NFL with the Packers and the Bears. And this is one that Aaron Rodgers has told Justin Fields, like, hey, hold this thing, you know, a little bit higher than every other game. This deserves it. The fans want it. The fans deserve it. Go ahead and do it. And I thought Justin Fields once again showed glimpses of greatness that makes me think that the future of the Bears is very, very bright with him at the helm. But who will be the head coach who's having so much fun? Oh. <laughs> He's having so much fun. Hey, uh, halftime report. Let's go down to the field. All right. Talk to head coach Matt Nagy of the Chicago Bears. Asked him how he plans on get to continue to do what he did in the first half in the second half against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. He has a lead in Lambeau against a red-hot NFC North, uh, you know, leading Green Bay Packers. What do you plan on doing in the second half? Any cliche things you can tell me to uh, say during my report? You know, like, hey, go run the ball better. Yeah, okay. You know, like any, any, you know, anything. And Nagy says, no, no, I'm just having so much fun. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. This is a blast, man. And then coming out of the half, obviously the report comes. Mm -hmm. He's having so much fun. Aaron Rodgers scores a touchdown. Right. Uh, strip sack, another touchdown. <laughs> now there's no more fun. Now the joy has been sucked out of Matt Nagy's soul. But what is happening for them in the future? There's no way he and Pace are going to be there. I think everybody's understanding that. I'm not... 100% sure if that's been decided within the building, but it feels like all of Chicago is ready to make that decision, even though they thought the refs fucked them. Fucked them. That's Zito. Yeah. That's Zito, you know. Late, I didn't see the onside kick. I had fallen asleep until this morning, and Zito's like, I got fucked on the onside kick. What do you mean? Well, we ran in for a touchdown. I'm like, what? Can't do I, that. I <laughs> yeah, he can't do that. Rule. That is not a, that's not, well, how about on the punt? They did the same exact thing as us, and we got fuck, fucked for it. It would have been a turnover. It would have been holding. It's like, well, Clearly broke the rules. The other team didn't. Oh, well, they didn't ran down the sideline. I'm like, it was a Mickey Mouse call, and you know it. It was a little ticky tack. I think it was bullshit. You guys did kind of get fucked on that one punt Thank call, you. but all the stories are in, are different. But I feel like this week the refs weren't as big of a conversation as every other week. Now there was a couple games. The Bills fans feel like they got oh, fucked dude. on the Diggs pass interference, which is worthy of a conversation, I guess. The Bears fans think they got fucked, which they might have. By the way, Thank I didn't. You. I didn't Man. see it all in context and everything like that. I think the Packers would have beat you, yeah. regardless. But I. I think the reason why we don't have the ref conversation happening right now is because there are so many blowouts, it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that 1 o'clock slate got ugly quick mm -hmm. in a lot of places. Let's dive into it a little bit. Please bring the sidebar in. Professional show that just got ooh, paid. Oh, damn. All right, let's go to that Packers game, Ty Schmidt. Uh, Aaron Rodgers 
four tuds, whatever, uh, zero interceptions. He's has the most against any team in the history of the NFL. It is against the Chicago Bears. He proclaims his landlordness once again on Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. And Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels, a lot of conversation about Aaron Rodgers. Your yeah. thought of the coverage of the game and how the game went versus your expectations going in? Uh, in terms of the game, obviously, like early, you know, I mean, we talked about it on Friday. You, you, you I was kind of just like looking past this game because the Bears do stink, but they came out punched the Packers in the mouth and it was kind of but like you said I mean it's fucking Rodgers owns the Bears rents do every time they play and once the offense started kind of getting things going you knew that the defense was going to step up eventually because Fields is good but he will throw a pick or you know like they have a young offensive line it was kind of just waiting for the avalanche to to continue and a lot of time like Rodgers had in his career has covered up for a really bad defense at times and a fucking terrible special team. I mean, we talk about it every single bad. week. I don't know what else you can say. That was bad. Like, and I'm curious oh, yeah. to know, like, this is just what they are. Like, I don't think they're getting any better. It looks like they don't practice anything <laughs> special teams related at all during the week. Like, muff punts, stepping out of bounds at the five-yard line. I mean, the coverage is terrible on kickoff return and punt. Like, it's it just... I tweeted, what was that? First quarter, I tweeted, hey, Todd. Yeah. 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 Tighten up. The, tighten up a little bit. I was watching some coverage stuff where I was like, oh, there's people stacking each other. There is. Like, I was just watching some things Again. of if I was to, you know, potentially be on that team or a fan of that team, what I would be looking at on a special team side. And there was a couple things earlier where I was like, well, well there is... There's some problematic shit going on, not just in the obvious not being able to catch a clean or anything, right. decisions being made, but in the in the coverage lane shit that I was watching on the TV, I was like, that's not good. And normally, Bojo can make up for that, a good, a fair catch or whatever. Mm-hmm. But whenever you start getting late, especially in Lambo, it's mm-hmm. going to be hard, I think, to hit clean balls high enough for everybody to get a fair catch. I It was his decision to catch that thing at the four-yard line. Yeah. Let's say I'm the punter, and I punt that, and I see somebody catch it at the four-yard line. Then I see him running flat. I'm fucking pumped. Yeah. I'm like, let's go. We just got This guy caught the ball at the fucking four? (laughs) Yeah. That was probably going to be a touchback. That's coming back to the 20. Now we're probably getting him at the three or whatever. And then you just saw in, in, I guess... You saw the outcome of it. We didn't get to see it live. You have to look at the old 22. There was guys just running right behind each other. So as soon as you see guys running right behind each other, which would make sense as soon as somebody's going flat like that, even though you have to spread the net out still, as soon as you see people doing that, the other team is just like, oh, thank you. You're actually doing our job for us. And that wall was just beautifully set. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. And the fact that he was able to do that, then get all the way back around, incredible athleticism, mm-hmm. incredible speed. And also, what the fuck are we doing on the coverage team? There, there has to be at least a conversation we had with somebody like, are we joking down there? And then that's just the beginning of the whole thing. The ticky-tack call uh, where the guy ran out of bounds on his own, yeah, uh, the, the Bears, punt, the muff uh-huh. punt, the muff yeah. punt, where the guy ran out of bounds on his. That is an actual penalty. Uh, penalty. That is an actual strategy that is used, by the way, by the uh, depending upon what they are called in each individual team. But the corners that are blocking the gunner, there is guys that will set guys up to make it feel as if they're about to touch them, and then as they run out of bounds, they lift their hands. That is a penalty because you can't run out of bounds all by yourself because if you could everybody would just do that so there's been so many tedious rules put into place because of the fuckery that has taken place while covering punts whenever you're talking about guys running 4-4-4-3 all of them so just a little bit of an advantage especially going against a double team how can one person do it so they took away the ability to run out of bounds without being touched you have to be forced out of bounds but once you're forced out of bounds you have to make an effort to get back in immediate fashion so for when the uh, Packers player got bodied out of bounds he actually got pushed 
pushed out of bounds. He was behind a line of Chicago Bears players. So I think the refs looked at that and was like, he had no chance. And then he got hit by somebody, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. on the sideline. Zito was bitching about this because <laughs> of what happened with the Packers. It was like, I think that guy got blocked by literally 55 Chicago Bears people. <laughs> mm-hmm. You should have been happy about about the outcome, but that was a ticky-tack go out of bounds without being touched to overturn a muff late in the game. And I think it was an 11-point game at that point. That's a big-time deal. Yeah, and like that's what I don't understand is that guy, Amari Rogers, like he's a rookie, and he's very explosive. He's a good athlete, but I feel like it's like what you used to say when the Colts drafted Philip Dorsett. It was like they just assume he's a great athlete. Like, hey, let's put him back there. And Did he return punts? I don't know. I don't know if he did at Clemson, but like it's obviously much different at Lambeau when you have those swirling winds and guy and the punters are kicking it fucking much higher and like trying to get you. And and it's not like they're just like it. it, It's been like this all year. Like he's muffed several punts, like or like decisions where like he'll he'll catch one at like the four and and get tackled right away. Like it just and Cobb's hurt, so maybe that has something to do with it. But like you look at. I mean, in the playoffs, that shit happens. Like they're going to oh, lose. They're going to lose a game. Especially to lose a game for you, yeah. yeah. Especially because it doesn't show up until it shows up. That's right. He had sixty-eight punts returns in college. Okay, so you return a lot of punts. Once again, they're very different punting styles yeah. between college and the NFL. Matt Hawk, he hit like a sixty-five-yard bomb last night. I think out there for or, no, that was for the. Uh, whatever. There's some good punting last night. Two yeah. uh, two successful onside kicks yesterday, too. Yeah, anytime you get a ball to beat some, beat them up. You know what <laughs> I mean? That is quite a good feeling. But luckily, a guy ran out of bounds without being touched. Even though it was ticky tack. That is an actual rule. Mickey Let's Mouse. get back to the sidebar. Let's roll through that thing. Congrats to the uh, uh, the the Packers coming also, out of a bye week. Rasul, Rasul Douglas, obviously. It's, what a player. Yeah. yeah. What an absolute stud. Good trade there, Goot. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Boy, good to Goot. Great pickup. Good to Goot. We're scanning the waiver wire. Uh huh. Let me see some practice squad guys. Couldn't get Stephon Gilmore. We need a corner, though. Stat. How about this guy down there in Arizona? Just got there a few weeks ago. Bring him up here. Boom. Superstar. Yeah. Our d- defensive player of the year, arguably. And then uh, old Preston, big time tackle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Strip sack. Strip sack, yeah. I believe. Yep. Oh, we have to talk about, um, we have to talk about Michael Parsons. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's a grown fucking oh, yeah. man uh-huh. out there. He has 75 tackles or something like that. He is now in the defensive player of the year, not just rookie of the year, player of the year conversation. And I feel like while Mike McCarthy was speaking to the media, he actually had – what's that? Mike was on. Oh, I'm sorry. So I feel like when my, I thought he, I thought he said Andy had COVID or something. Like, oh my! Wait, wait, hold on. We got a whole different conversation that's about to happen. I apologize, there, Zito. But I feel like when Mike McCarthy was speaking to the media last week, and he said, "Yeah, we're gonna go in, we're gonna we're one goddamn game down there." Yeah, and you can guarantee it. Right? Uh, Whatever you want to do, we well, work hard. We're playing against a good team. You do whatever you got to do. That whole thing in the back of his mind, he was thinking, "I got Michael Parsons on my team. They do not." Okay, I got Micah Parsons, this dude who has just transitioned into a pass rusher in the middle of his NFL career and said, yep, I'm going to go ahead and take it over and become the best at it. Then he'll drop back into coverage just like he was early in the season there the first couple weeks and do his thing. It feels like he, if you watch the Hard Knocks, loves being a cowboy, uh-huh. wanted to be a cowboy his entire life. Now he's in a position of actual game wrecking, which every single play he's going to make a play. And somehow he is more explosive than everybody else by the time – the ball was brought back and normally it's like, oh, the ball is going forward. He had his face pinned mm-hmm. on the guy's arm with the ball out. How you doing? Keep it moving. Heineke, get off the field. They're actually going to bring in Kyle Allen Ooh. now. <laughs> I mean, he is a game wrecker, game changer. And if that offense, okay, can get going, 
I feel like Micah can keep you in any single game that you need to be in. What an absolute stud, and what a joy to get a chance to watch this guy for, what, the next 15 mm -hmm. fucking years? Oh, probably. Yeah. And he has no clue what he's doing yet. Wait until he starts understanding, like, shifts and realignments, and who, and he might already. He might, by the, he might be. I'm not 100% sure. He might be a phenom, pass rusher, physically and mentally. But as he continues to grow older, it's only going to get better. I mean, this dude's a fucking guy. Well, the best part is, like, for him, they could do so many things with him like he was a middle linebacker in college that's what they drafted him as and then demarcus lawrence and randy gregory who are two of the top 15 pass rushers in the nfl they go out with injuries or whatever so now you move him to the outside and he's got 12 sacks like he can do so many things for that defense that he he's only gonna get better too. and he's, he's his, his pass rushing moves mm -hmm. they're not like perfected no like these things aren't i got very lucky to watch Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney, okay? Not only just in games, but in practice, in training camp, and one-on-ones against poor fucking offensive linemen. Man, what a bummer. I mean, great offensive linemen, too. Really good. But in 120-degree weather Ugh. with 400% humidity, they were forced to go one-on-one -on, -one on an island with Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney. And I got the chance to see it up close and personal about some of the shit. The amount of detail that goes into some of those moves in the chess game that's being played, if you listen to Dwight or Robert speak about how, oh, I'm showing this move early and often, so boom, I can hit him with this whenever it matters on a third and long, or understanding the self-scout of what move you done on any big time game winning type plays because the tackles are watching this film too i mean there's just like levels to the amount of thinking and strategery that you can have in there and he is just going to be a guy i can't it is awesome to see a human that has the same type of you know i guess body construction that we have sure mm -hmm. yep I guess. Uh -huh. Brains yeah. and yeah. hands and feet. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> right. what I'm saying. Uh -huh. Supposed to be in the same tree. Like Brock Lesnar walks oh. by. And I actually said this. He is a human just like us, allegedly. You know? <laughs> yeah. But him walking by, it's it's great. Micah Parsons, getting a chance to watch him fully. It's going to be so much fun. And congrats to the Cowboys. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Washington football team obviously has a lot that they have, you know, to chat about in a positive manner when it comes to the football team being able to win whenever nobody really could have ever expected them to do so with everything falling off. But the the scissors just sitting there at the 22 yard line. What, what are we doing? It's an epidemic it, at this point. It, it is. Well, it could be potentially if those scissors got anything on them. Imagine yeah. if a guy, they got poop water still busting through pipes twice at FedEx Field. That's Ooh. right. No heated benches, right? Mm -hmm. This was a conversation. As soon as those pictures of the Cowboys benches showed up on the internet mm -hmm. at FedEx Field, everybody look at the Cowboys like dancing on the Washington football team or whatever. I thought it was very obvious. Like, oh, okay. So the Washington football team doesn't have the newest or latest or yeah. greatest heated benches yeah. because there's been some places we've gone to and you played it where their benches, their weight benches are trash like hey these are not good at all so the fact that the cowboys brought theirs and it had their big ass logo on and allegedly it came from ohio some company <laughs> cleveland. cleveland ohio yeah. sent them over is hilarious because i think this has done, been done in the past without the big branding on it you uh, know yeah just a regular bench but that's because seattle said hey they ain't got no goddamn heat <laughs> yeah. we don't have any any electricity either you're gonna have to do a lot of hand do signals the cowboys do this a lot or other teams do this well it depends on the stadium so it, it that is literally a shot at the 
at the the operation. Right. That's what that Everybody thought that was them like dunking on the Washington football team. I don't think that's them doing that as much as it is like our guys are going to have heated yeah. benches. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, the fucking NFL. Yeah, like, hey, I'm Jerry Jones. I just built a $7 billion yeah. thing. Our guys are going to have the nicest of benches. I'm paying guys hundreds of millions of dollars to play football. Uh, there's no reason for them to sit on some lawn chair shit that the Washington yeah. football team has. <laughs> right. Okay, so I think it was a shot at the Washington football team more so than a dunking on it. But if you... You gotta love an owner that says, "No, no, we 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 send it." Yeah, yeah unbelievable. Yeah, you think Jason Wright found out about this and was like, "Fuck, all right, add it to the list." Heated benches. <laughs> we need to do that too. We need to use a little bit of the uh, what's that stuff? I saw I seen it on QVC the um, the glass boat. They use it to oh, uh, flex, oh, yeah. flex, flex seal. Flex seal. Yeah. Bill Swift. Jason Wright is going to be flex sealing all of those pipes by the end. Oh, of this yeah, he should. That is a, he is a. I, I don't know. I assume he's got a great team. He has talked about, mm-hmm. hey, we brought in a lot of great people or whatever. Poop's still coming down through the pipe. Yeah, I mean, we're all worried about COVID. People start showing up with tetanus there because they've been getting soaked in poop water. Like, mm-hmm. That's not, that that's not something you no. want either. Uh, yeah. What happens if Heineke, you know, those scissors stab him in the leg? All of a sudden, you got to go with Kyle Allen for the next eight games. Well, that's the... Fitz is still there, you know, and his, well, his season's over. Yeah. Heineke, a lot of people are asking a lot of questions like, should Heineke have just been given this gig after the playoff game uh, that he had against Tampa Bay when we all learned of his existence out mm-hmm. of Old Dominion? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us were like, well, you're bringing in the older version of yes. Heineke. You're bringing in Fitz, kind of show him the way. Fitz then goes down a yep. speed slide. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, nice depending on water. Yeah. Oh, no. Front. Front here, just that's what I'm saying. Day. This because AJ, yeah. yeah, he's a client. He that's was how fast Fitz went down that slide, though. <laughs> hey, he was faster than yeah. one of those ones that went like this, uh-huh. yeah. Allegedly, in sports yeah. talk, right? Guy said he loves speed, so yeah. got a need for speed. Let's bounce around a little bit more. Bronze get a big time win over their division rival, the team that was once. The Cleveland Browns then packed up and went to Baltimore to become the Ravens. Travel into Cleveland. And the Browns have an incredible start. Oh, this team's dancing. Miles Garrett's got strip sacks and making people hurt. They're scooping scores and picks and sixes. And Jarvis Landry scoring for the first time in a long time. There's a lot of celebrating in dog pound. The dogs were barking. Having a blast. And then... After Lamar Jackson, this is a contract year for Lamar. We got to remember that. I, I feel so terrible for anybody that's on their big money year getting hurt. I didn't see exactly what. I, I guess it was a tackle. I didn't have the sound on it. The tackle. They say he had turf toe or sprained it was ankle. Weird because it didn't look bad. Didn't look bad at all, especially for Lamar Jackson, who, who I don't want to say gets hit a lot because he finds ways not to, but he goes down a lot. Like mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's on the ground a lot. I didn't think it looked that bad. Once I saw him on the card, it's like, oh no, I'm incredibly bummed for Lamar Jackson. Huntley gets in there. Though they start turning around, yeah, yeah, yeah. ball player. They start playing some football. Patrick Queen said these Cleveland Browns fans are throwing food all over us. Is it nachos or hot dogs what? or pizza? What? They're not throwing the brat brat worse. Those are like forty five bucks a, a pound. Yeah. You might have yeah. thought they were hungry. Well, yeah, maybe they're trying to take care of the Ravens. Maybe they just don't know how to potentially win in a good way. And that's what the Ravens fans are trying to say. Or Ravens players saying, they're throwing, let's remember they're throwing food on us. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case, the dog, bound, dog pound was pumped. Ravens sneak in for a backdoor cover at the end. Yeah. Absolute bullshit. Yep. I would have been 11-1. and one. Oh, man. I'd have been 11-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Come on. I saw Justin Tucker line up for that extra, extra point. I was like, I love you, Justin, but... <laughs> I mean, pretty good record online. <laughs> yeah. 
He put that thing right through. Obviously, that's what Justin Tucker does. But And Harbaugh spoke a little bit more about what's going on in that facility and afterwards. But, I mean, what is going on? The Ravens, I feel so bad. They've had so many injuries. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're on running back four and five right now. I, I think people forget that. They've had so many injuries, but they're still expected to be so good because they have Lamar Jackson who can make a play out of nowhere. And if you watch that team over the last few weeks, Lamar, I don't think, has been the same Lamar. I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know if he'd been dealing with some lingering injuries because it is the NFL and we don't hear about it. Maybe didn't have as much you know, uh, juice for whatever reason for a little bit. But his explosion, although more than everybody else on the field, hasn't been the same, it feels like, this year as opposed to years past. Now he gets hurt. I'm fucking bummed for that dude. My, I'm very bummed for Lamar Jackson. Right my now. takeaway from that game yesterday and and the day in general is that the uh, the kitchen in the AFC North it's fucking lukewarm at best. Well, put on the thing. You guys actually have the least amount of wins to lead the AFC right now. So the AFC North is becoming quite a conversation piece. And if you look around the NFL rankings here, AFC and NFC, the AFC North 8-5 and five is leading the AFC North. Mm-hmm. The Titans have nine wins in the AFC South. Uh, Chiefs have nine wins in the AFC West. There's nine wins in the AFC East. Oh, you know, yeah. So it is the most you know, tight division over here mm-hmm. in the AFC North. But who's going to show up the rest of the way? None of us. Bengals, fucking Joey Burrow answered with Jamar Chase yesterday, and I thought Jamar made a catch that he did not make, I guess, because the ball hit the ground. But nonetheless, still an absolute stud. And Joey had to answer. The Niners get a big-time win, and George Kittle Ooh. is a freak show, dude. George Kittle is a fucking freak show but who's going to show up you think here for the rest of the season i don't think any of us know there's a lot of decisions to be made at the top too like what's the future of the baltimore ravens look like they went all in with lamar jackson a few years ago now he's up for a contract everybody says they're going to pay him i hope they pay him but who knows the severity of this injury and who knows what happens with them the rest of the way bronze they got baker mayfield and allegedly the internal voices that he referenced in his interview with kurt warner which i actually watched live because um, I watched the NFL Network kickoff show. It starts yeah. earlier than everybody yep. else. And then ESPN and Fox start up, and I'll bounce around. And I hope I, I hope that NFL Network uh, pregame show doesn't lose any juice. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Keep it going. They got to record that so early oh, LA yeah. time. I don't know how they do it, actually. As I was laying in my bed, incredibly tired, I was thinking, like, oh, it's like 6 a.m. Yeah. have been up for four hours These already. Guys. <laughs> I appreciate it, but I was listening to that Kurt Warner and Baker Mayfield interview, and he was talking about how the noise outside normally. This year, it's been a lot of internal voices or whatever. And then that led to a lot of people questioning, well, what did he mean by that? I thought it was self-doubt happening with the injuries, and maybe external voices were lingering into his brain, and maybe there was some internal doubt that was happening, which is impossible to deal with in the middle of a season, especially at a position which revolves around confidence, like the quarterback position does. He talked about his legs getting a little bit more healthy so he could throw a little bit better but the internal voices thing a lot of people brought up or the internal communication a lot of people dove into i guess like the browns and baker are not on the same page i guess the fans game here not as tight as they once were i guess the way the browns have been talking about the injuries not the same way that baker either wants to or has been talking about the injuries this is all coming from anonymous sources this is the day after a win against the fucking ravens and this is what people are talking about which is very sad for the browns but the future of the browns 
I have no idea what that looks like either. The AFC North with Ben Roethlisberger on his way out. Joey Burrow seems to be the only thing that we know is going to be there for the long haul. And then we hope Lamar Jackson as well. And I was just looking. The Bengals have the third best odds to win that division at plus 230. I think they're going to win the division here at this point. I think because Ravens, who the fuck knows what they are? The Browns are the Browns. The Steelers stink. I think the Bengals have the most talent. In- Jesus, Tony. What's going on? What's going on? Why do you think the Steelers is self-handicapping? Fucking look at the record, dude. It's all right. They'll, it's all right. They'll be back, though. Yeah, to Mike Tomlin. They could still make the playoffs. I yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Well, they get blown out in the first round. Hold on. Let's look at the playoff st- uh, look right now. I, I mean, it is the Colts. Had a bye, got into the playoffs. I mean, what a go. perfect yeah. weekend a for week. Indianapolis. Yeah. Obviously, Patriots are division leaders, oh, yeah. nine and four in the AFC. Then the Titans, nine and four, who absolutely <laughs> dog walked the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oof. Okay, that Titans team coached by Vrabes, who was an Ohio State Buckeye legend, mm-hmm. who coached on the same coaching staff or Urban Meyer's coaching staff at Ohio State. Vrabes walking, talking. Football Ohioan icon beats the happiness and soul out of Urban Meyer so bad that afterwards Urban Meyer can't even look the guy in the eye. Nope. Yeah. How embarrassing. Now there's a lot of reports and leaks coming out that you know, last week or the week before, or maybe this has happened on numerous occasions that Urban Meyer's looked around at every assistant coach that he had to hire, you know, that he chose to hire. That he brought in and said, hey, we're going to turn this thing around. I appreciate you guys. I'm going to run this. Looked around. Allegedly. This is all <laughs> allegedly. Uh-huh. We don't know what's real or what's not real. And he goes, uh, hey, Coach Boston Connor over there at the linebackers. Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh, have you ever won a championship? Uh, no, Coach, I haven't. Why don't you fucking tell all of us why you're a fucking loser? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, there's a lot of things that happened. Uh, you know, I went to the game. I thought I was going to be See, a bunch guy. of excuses. That's what losers uh. do. What if that's what Urban Meyer did? And he goes, Coach Todd Schmidt over there at the safeties. I see you giggling away here at Coach Connor. Have you ever won a championship? No, I have not. Tell everybody why you're a fucking loser, too. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> our players aren't great. I mean, you have See, look, d- that's what losing <laughs> coaches and uh, cultures do. They blame you guys, the players. I would never do that. I've won a bunch of championships. <laughs> These guys all stink. Yeah. Okay, I don't. They say, if that's what happened, which, once again, we do not know if that happened. Anonymous sources uh, are always something, I guess, that are important to actual journalism. I've been told because I've gone on this rant before mm-hmm. where anonymous sources shouldn't be allowed to be a thing anymore. Yeah. Then the political world, which I know nothing about, comes in and goes, do you know that the anonymity of the source actually potentially saves lives and makes the world a better place? Okay, I'm sorry. I was clearly, I'm in a tank top and I talk about sports. <laughs> I was not talking about your world. In the sports world, anonymous sources, I just don't think should be a thing. But you hear journalists, they need them. They cover things that we don't, you know, get privy information. I see that it has a whole thing. But if you say something... I think you should at least want to have your name alongside of it. Although, I do get that anonymous sources have changed the world for the better in a lot of situations, including sports and everything like that. Not my thing, though. Mm -hmm. I was actually asked by a couple people to take polls while I was in a locker room, and it'd be an anonymous poll. And I said, uh, no, I'd like my name to be on everything that I say, actually. Can you actually put my votes out (laughs) publicly? But there's a lot of people that are in that. So we don't know if this is real or not. But goddamn, it seems dead in Jacksonville already. And if he's trying to get fired, 
would he be the one that's leaking this information? <laughs> and then whenever he says, if there is a leak, fired fucking immediately. <laughs> is he talking about himself? It's just a dumpster fire down there, and the Titans covered and did exactly what we hoped they would do, and they did do. The Jacksonville Duval Jaguars are dead. And I think that is something that is a shame. But we should at least have a moment of silence, I guess, for the Urban Meyer-led Jacksonville Jaguar mm. squad. He chose one time not to fly back home with the team after mm. a loss. He said, I got to see the grand babies. Mm. That's right. <laughs> the only babies he saw were those young ladies at the shop house. Oh, we The devil. He had to answer a lot of questions about that, but then he got back on track and started coaching football. Oh, yeah. Forget about the fingers. And they won. They won a game in London. How'd they win? It's because they forgot about the fingers. That's right. And then they came back to America. Mm. And they lose. Oh. And they lose. What? And they lose. What? And they lose. What? And anonymous sources say, this guy fucking stinks. Oh. He's laughed out of meeting rooms. Everybody wants to smack him in the mouth. Attitude reflect leadership, Captain. Have a little mirror therapy, pal. A little bit. You stink. You guys ever get yourself one of these? I didn't think so, you loser. <laughs> hey, this one from high school. <laughs> this one from college. <laughs> and this one right here, middle fingers open for the NFL. If any of you would stop fucking me over. Goddamn right. That's what we're trying to get. <laughs> hey, you, defense coordinator. What's that? You got any of these? <laughs> no, I don't. That's I don't, I, Coach. I thought you are a fucking loser. <laughs> I'm you, sorry. Cool. You need to stop by the chop. <laughs> Anyways, they're dead. Yeah. And everybody, uh, everybody's talking about maybe firing Urban Meyer right now. And Peter King, who is an Ohioan, we okay. learned. Yep. Went to University of Ohio. That's right. Oh. Nice. Yeah. He, he, he did send a very nice text. Thank you, Peter King. With that being said, Peter King noted Urban Meyer fan, it sounds like, from reading his thing. Yeah. Talking about how all of Urban's friends need to let him know, hey, you're in a rebuild, dude. Your team stinks. The sun did come up, do some yoga. There, there, I, I don't know how many people are letting Urban Meyer know that everything's going to be okay because publicly it sounds like everybody's letting everybody else know that they're in Urban Meyer's world and it's not okay. So I don't know how it plays out, but uh, congrats to the Titans get a big-time win. Yeah, it seems like everyone's trying to convince us that everything's you know all rosy down there, but every it's very obvious everyone in that building thinks he's an egotistical prick and they hate his guts. Yeah. Like you can just tell. So this is a real thing. Whenever you come in and take over a program, mm-hmm. sure, okay, and you have people do push-ups mm-hmm. or run laps, ah. you know, in public, and you have all this shit go on, and you're potentially not living by the mantra that you were telling everybody else to live by, uh-huh. and that gets everything is good if you win. Adults will buy in. Grown people will buy in. I think this is even at like your, I've never been, so I apologize for maybe the ignorance here, but if you go to a company that succeeds and does well, when they tell you to do stupid shit, you'll do it because you know that you're going to get paid and the company's going to do well and you'll keep moving. If it's from a company that you feel like is going to go out of business, whenever they're telling you to do certain things, natural doubt is going to creep in and go, nah, I ain't fucking doing it. That's why this thing stinks, right? Mm-hmm. I think that happens. Yeah. In the NFL, that happens. If you're a coach and you come into a new program and you try to set the call in the way that you want it to be and you're a hard ass and everything like that people will buy in but if you're not winning 
It's going to be hard to keep people to do that. So unless Urban Meyer is going to turn over everybody again and try to get a whole new wave of like, hey, then we could still do this whole thing if we do this in my particular vision. Because now it sounds like the coaches are turning on him because the coach would have to be the one that would leak that probably. Yeah, yeah. Unless it was a player that leaked it because they were so pissed off for a coach, which means the culture maybe isn't as bad in there. If you remove Urban Meyer from it, you keep it going, but. You got to win. And if you continue to lose and you embarrass yourself and then these leaks start happening, that's what it is in the men's league of the NFL. That's just how it goes. That was reported, too, that Marvin Jones actually left the facility because Urban Meyer, like, reamed out the wide receivers coach, and they basically had to, like, beg Marvin Jones to come back and that it was okay. And then him and Urban had it out on the practice field, allegedly, like, right after he did return to practice. And he's a guy who they they just gave him a shitload of money in free agency. Like, he's supposed to be one of their veterans, like, a guy who's there to help, like, Turn the culture. Survive Detroit. Yeah, yeah. He's a captain too. Speaking uh, of uh, Detroit, yeah. Oh. Yeah. man, oh man, they, they shouldn't even have showed up. What are you talking? <laughs> they did that game. Should have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. They, they actually, the thing they did. Yeah, everyone knew we won our Super Bowl last week. They had no chance. The whole team had the flu. Some had COVID. There was a zero percent chance they were going to win that game. Saw a lot of interviews before the game though with Jared Goff. You know, uh-huh. and Jared was saying all the right things. Yeah, you know. I like making new memories with new people here in Detroit. Goddamn right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Jared Goff. Yeah. Jared Goff. JG. He was asked about the pass. Hey, this is the first win without McVay. Do you think about that? Obviously, it's not something I think about. I think about it right here, right now. You know, <laughs> the piece they did on the Lions, I, I actually started to believe a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I started to believe a little bit. Then I went on my FanDuel account and I thought about betting on him. I was like, mm-hmm. We're going to exit out of this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I ain't going to do that. No way. All right, let's get to a break on the other side. There is a lot to chat about, okay? I mean, we just kind of scratched the surface mm. of big Mike McCarthy mm. saying, I told you is what we're going to do, Donner. Mm-hmm. Profit. Why are they throwing the ball? Why did Dak throw that pick six? Yeah, that was yeah, bad. That was foolish. Four minutes left, up 14 or something like that, or 11, 12, whatever it was. Yeah. Why is he even throwing the ball? And this goes back to the when the games matter. And I know week 14, December football absolutely matters. But whenever it's lose and go home, mm-hmm. whenever it's lose and everything you did all year does not matter anymore because you're not a Super Bowl champion. Whenever it comes down to that point, those types of decisions, those tiny little ones get magnified. And that could potentially be the only thing you're talking about for the next five fucking months. Yeah. If we didn't do this or this, that's why whenever you look at the top of the AFC and you see Bill Belichick, you automatically assume, okay, when the time comes and it's going into third down, it's third and five, and there's 20 some seconds left, 27, 30 seconds left, it's before half. We're not going to call a timeout now. We're going to call a timeout if we get a first down, knowing that we don't have to get the ball back. Oh, shit. We call timeout. We don't get the first down. We punt the ball back to Josh Allen. That 30 seconds could be enough for them to get a fucking field goal. That stuff gets magnified. So that is, I think, what we have to continue to separate the good from the great at the top of these divisions. Mm-hmm. Who do we trust enough not to make the decision that is you know, eventually pointed to as Oh, that's why this season was a letdown. Because of that fucking decision right there. It can happen from a coach. It can happen from a player. Probably happen from a ref. We're back in four (laughs) minutes. Can't wait to talk more about everything that happened on a beautiful week 14 NFL Sunday. Then tonight's game. As the Rams travel to the fourth largest city in America. Let's go. Beautiful. Phoenix, Arizona in the red hot Cardinals. 
on Monday Night Football. Two-point favorites at home are the Cardinals. Over under at 51, they're expecting some points. Aaron Donald, who was bullying people just one week ago, now gets another shot at Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. It's hard not to just say the Cardinals are going to win this thing. Yeah. We yep. got to wait and hear what AJ Hawk's doing though, because he's an absolute legend in the picking of the games thing. Well, this week though, yeah, I was going to say kind of like second fiddle. The baton is not in his. He hands. won nine and three though. That's yeah, pretty good. Week. I mean, it's it's pretty okay. Good week. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, (laughs) here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. (laughs) They should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so... Let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Huh? Lasts a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. Boom. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. <laughs> Bingo. Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the medication. Yeah, free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Hey. Let's savor these days. Oh, have to. Flying by. Let's savor have these to. moments because the clock is ticking and these weeks are flying by and a lot happened yesterday. And joining us now from an attic in Ohio to chit chat about all things happening in the NFL, a man who came to this studio and wrecked my entire desk on Friday, AJ Hall. Thank you, AJ. What's up, man? That's that's a complete lie. You know I didn't mess anything up. I I left. Jesus fell. Jesus fell. Jesus, where where was Jesus? Exactly, he's everywhere. Is the problem, and you need to find them because what you do to this office and this desk is problematic. But I do appreciate you traveling over from Wexner's town to host this show (laughs) right here every Friday, and we're very lucky for you, AJ. Hey, thank you, AJ. Thank you. I appreciate it. Believe me, I have a great time when I come there to to the land of Jared Vogel, where you live, and get to do the show. It's a lot of fun. No, no, he lives way north of the city. Like at least 12, 15 minutes away. Yeah, miles, but but that is about the same here in Indiana because there's a lot of highways with 65 mile an hour. Uh-huh. That's right. They fly around and get to a lot of places quick. But listen, the Fogel situation is one that I think the people of Indiana would rather forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I do appreciate. Wait, how about when 
I mean, he's up in one of these wealthy neighborhoods up here where some of my teammates are. Group texts or messages popping off. Why is there 75 helicopters above <laughs> my house right now? What is hey, going did people on? know? Like, were people aware that he lived in the area though before he got in trouble? So I think people in his neighborhood, like immediate neighborhood, knew. I don't think it was like one of those things where it's like, "Hey, the subway guy is here." You know, like I don't not know. He walked thirty miles a day in his neighborhood. No, well, that was hammering. Yeah, but I think he did that before he got yeah. to this neighborhood. Oh, okay. and oh, carried okay. the big pants with him too at all times. Yeah, had to. That wow. was the old neighborhood, the, the new neighborhood that he moved into. Big houses, big side of town. He was smallest. Okay, so this was a whole new thing. But yeah, a lot of messages. So why does anybody know why there is, you know, Black Hawk helicopters <laughs> yeah. hovering right over my they were down low, I guess. There was people they like it came mm -hmm. in for like a full They took thing. over like the whole street, didn't they? And just take yeah. everything out of his house. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot, I guess, in there. He's a terrible guy, but yeah, I couldn't yeah. even imagine if they could get into Wexner's castle. Oh. Did people think he was shooting like a subway commercial, maybe? Like, oh, I wonder oh, if they're shooting probably. something new for Fogel. Oh, they're dropping yep. a sub in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, He's going to eat a 75-foot party sub. Yeah. <laughs> I've told the story before. He and I end up in a, mm -hmm. you know, maybe that should have been the moment I knew. You know, I should probably, you know, not go out every night. You know, like that, that was something that when, when I walked into a, uh, a nice establishment here, maybe on a Monday or a Wednesday, depending upon the day of the week, early in the week, not really a lot of people or places to go in Indianapolis. But the crew that did go out was a hell of a time. I mean, we had an absolute blast. And I tried to get a uh, table, you know, back mm -hmm. in the back so we could relax. And it was right next to Fogel. And that was it. That should have been the day where I was like, all right, Subway guy and I are sitting in the same area. I just saw photos. Nice house. Yeah, it was a big house. It's a nice house. Showed a lot of subs, dude. Terrible guy. Anyways, let's talk about football. I mean, oh, that's yeah. four minutes of you being a terrible person <laughs> and doing. You've what? been the one speaking, not me. Well, I had to learn, I had to explain why you brought that up because there's some other things I assume you're going to bring up oh, uh, throughout the next couple of days that you know is just unfathomably toxic. But you just have a great old time in your attic. But let's talk football, all right? That's what people would like to hear from us about. Whenever you watched that Packers game last night, you thought to yourself, "Here we go. The defense isn't playing great. Special as great as they have. Uh, special teams is playing nowhere near great." But there wasn't really a question, I don't think, that the Packers were going to win that game. For me, at least. And I had a super boost on the line. The Packers had the win. I was never really that, you know, I never lacked any confidence last night throughout the game. I, maybe I should have with how bad some of the special teams plays were and how Chicago was connecting on incredible plays. But I just felt like the Packers were going to win that thing regardless. What was your takeaway from watching it? Uh, Nagy was having so much fun in that first half. Everything kind of changed, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I was. Th I, I think you're spot on. I, I thought the exact same thing. Now, I, I doubt other people have like the extreme confidence in the Packers that we do, or maybe they do. They should. I, I have extreme confidence in Aaron and what that offense can do. But their defense was was fine. I think uh, basically on. I wasn't worried for the for the Packers because they did everything you could do wrong, pretty much giving up 97 yard punt return. Uh, the reverse, the, the, I mean, that guy, Grant. Starting field fast. position was like the eight or the uh, nine. Yeah. I, I mean, just, Every kickoff went to like the 50, I felt like. And you you had to think to yourself, there's no, in my head, I was thinking, there's no way this continues for the entire game. Yeah. Like every bounce is currently going the Bears' way, but maybe that is just how it's going to be for the entire evening. But for me, I just, they can't play any worse. Go back to that Aaron Rodgers uh, thing, please. The uh, stat from ESPN Stats and Info. Thank you, ESPN Stats and Info. Aaron Rodgers threw four times. 
Thank you. Aaron Rodgers threw four touchdown passes and zero interceptions for the seventh time in his career versus the Bears on Sunday night. (laughs) That is the most such games versus a single opponent in NFL history. And I appreciate Mitt, I think, who put together this graphic. What if this was him saying, everybody's talking about me talking about being their fucking landlord and dad. I mean... It's fucking true, dude. Yeah. What if yeah. that is literally what this moment, exact thought was? This is like, what if Mike McCarthy has one of these as well in Washington? Mm. I fucking told you. <laughs> that, that feels like what it was. And I love the fact that this son of a bitch is always smiling. Something terrible will have just happened. Let's say a 96-yard punt return to the house. And they're going to zoom in on Aaron's face. Aaron's face gets zoomed in on, I think, more than any other quarterback because of maybe how he you get some reaction out of him. He never seemed like he wasn't just like, ah, oh, whatever, this is just another kind of casual thing. I can't wait to chat with him tomorrow about it. I, it makes... That mindset, and I guess this is kind of what he talks about on a regular basis, like just being in the moment, man. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that's a real thing, though. It, it is. Yeah. It's crazy. That could potentially, that team, they're going to have to figure it out on special teams, though. That team could go, though. It feels like they're, they're built, again, shout out to Goot. Shout out to Goot. Hey, shout, shout out. Shout out to Goot. Shout out. Devontae Adams said he goes out and practice and catches some punts, and Guntakoons tells him, hey, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Guntakoons brought in Razul Douglas. Guntakoons was able to make it Devondre work. Andre Campbell, what? Yep. who's been unbelievable. Perfect. Another yeah. another mm-hmm. addition to the team, Randall Cobb, he brought in. Now mm-hmm. Randall Cobb is going to return later, and hopefully he'll make a big-time play so everybody thinks to themselves, oh, that was the first Guntakoons-Aaron Rodgers collab, it feels like. But if you listen to Collinsworth and now Michael's talk, Gunther Kuntz and Aaron think this relationship's going to continue. And they said, we have no scientific proof for this. They didn't say that exactly. But the feeling we had was that this is going to extend. Is that what you think so, AJ, as well? Do you think that as well, I, right now? I think I've said that on here. Like, I, don't, I just don't see any other place ha- having like a better setup than Green Bay than where he's at. And, of course, I'm sure... If things went the way he he wants it to, then he he said he would love to be in Green Bay his whole career. But I just, yeah, as of right now, like what other options are better for him? Obviously, every team would want him, but I feel like everything's set up in Green Bay where he could make a run at it for the next, who knows, four or five years. So is his house just like a mall out there, dude? Has to be. Does he just have everything in In Green Bay? Yeah, I'm going to go down to a golf simulator wing down there. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go out to a bar that has like an outdoor seating down Mm -hmm. over here. Because the thing, right, Green Bay... Much different than any other city in the winter, right? There's really nothing. You go to, I guess you go to a vill- actual villages where there's places and things to do. And I guess there's the Oneida Casino. Oh, I love, oh, I love yeah. the Oneida Casino. Okay, I'm very thankful for the Oneida Casino. But I don't think he can do that. Or is he just a dude that doesn't give a fuck about any of that? Like, hey, Green- I don't think he cares. Like, I don't think he cares at all. There's not a, you know, the nightlife scene is just not as good as it should be in Green Bay. I need to go somewhere else. Like, no, he's been there for almost 20 years. I think he's pretty comfortable there. He enjoys it. He enjoys the people. So wow. I don't think that's any part of his decision going forward. Hey, did you see his doppelganger, dude? Oh, <laughs> man. Did you see it? Look at I that. Did. Holy AJ. shit, man. My guy, yeah, dude's got a dark beard. Yeah. <laughs> Talking what, about. what do you mean? AJ, what do you mean? Well, this twin. This no, might have no, been I the guy. I, I Same said, guy. I hate to be like the pessimist or whatever. I saw. I just feel like it got about 10 minutes more play than it should. Time will add a couple more because i got some things to say about this. <laughs> this guy might have been the guy 
coming out of the coffee shop going to his Prius. Oh, yeah. Could have been. Remember, in yeah. L.A. Yeah. Now, you can't see this guy's feet, but this might have been yeah, the, the exact guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, they're going to say the guy who ran in Game of Thrones, too. Oh, this Could might be the dude. An actor. It is. I mean, it is a spitting image, AJ. I have they identified the guy yet? I would assume he's been like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, hey. Yeah. He is a, uh, I believe he's a foreign man. I'm not yeah. 100% sure okay. where he's from. They're Scotland, saying. I believe. Is he? I think so. I'm not positive, but he looks like he's from Scotland. Oh, so you just looked at a guy and said that's where he's from? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, so that's, no sources at no, all. No, no, no. It hasn't oh, been confirmed yet, but it, my best guess, I'd I say think he's, he's from, from Kansas. Scotland. No, he's, no. He's, he's a Euro. Is he for sure? We don't know. We have no idea. That's just from. I mean, that's why I threw Kansas out. Who knows? Could be from South America. The guy's a big time package fan, though. I mean, he's got the jersey on, he's got the hat on. Yeah. And by the way, the fact, whatever camera person found this, good eye. Hey. Yeah. Good eye. NBC with the good camera work, you're right. Good eye. All right, let's talk about the rest of the. Oh, do you go ahead? You want to. Well, no, I wasn't going to pile on this, but also the Texans punter. It was a big Oh, Oh, yeah. Hey, Cam. Cam's a baller, by the way. He was at Ohio State. I believe he went to the Ohio State. Then he was at the Philadelphia Eagles. I've seen some videos. I've never met him in person. I've seen some videos of him destroying footballs, like just hitting them further, never popping one, but destroying (laughs) footballs and hitting the ball so far like a rocket off of his foot, an Australian. So I I was very interested whenever he left Philadelphia. I thought they would have signed him for the long haul. Now he's down in Houston and getting some big-time play because... He's jacked. He's got big old arms, yeah. too. Yo, dude. He's, one, he's an Aussie Rose football player. Those guys... Yeah. I mean, they have to... You have to be kind Better, of... Those guys are... Those are men. Fly yeah, you around. hit each other. Like, you hit... I think you grow up kicking a ball back and forth and tackling each other. Like, I yeah. think that's just... They're all incredible. He looks very, very similar to Bill Burr, though. Like, he does. his head, face, jeez. <laughs> I think that's a look, right? The bald with a little bit of red. And if you have it as the... There's a, I think there's probably a few of those out there, right? That's kind of like the Aaron Rodgers, dark hair, beard, slim face thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, that could be the Aaron Rodgers. But I would, I mean, if I look like Bill Burr, I'd fucking love it, though. I mean, Absolutely. what a legend. Think of how pale he looked on that conversation with us. <laughs> oh, man. What was that all about? Was that our fault, you think? Was this like a, a Helwani situation? No, the background, I think, is what killed him because it looked yeah. like he was in like a dark room and it just kind of made closet. his head pop. Yeah. You guys got me ranting. I fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. love him. I like that, that. That is. He was in an interrogation room. Why was he in that room? I don't know, but he was fucking delivering the goods. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is unbelievable. I think he's coming in studio this week. Really? What? I think so. Is that this oh, week? Yeah. Yes, it is. Saw this Friday. It's already nice. the thirteenth. That's right. Yeah, he's months fly by. Hey, it's December thirteenth, dude. <laughs> week fourteen's about to wrap up tonight. We'll get your prediction uh, here at some point. Probably. How did I do? You did great, dude. Nine yeah, and three. You did really, really great good. week. Oh, what's your fake record? Not bad, dude. Uh, whoa, I whoa. ten and two. Congrats, bud. Thank you so much. I, I I'm mean, sure that's legit. Oh, okay. I mean, we ran a commercial. I need about- to go back there. Did I really pick the Jets? Yeah, yeah, yeah you did. You're a client. All right. Hey, I'll believe you. I, I guess I believe you. Well, this was Taysom Hill with Mallet Finger. We didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Yeah. You took the Raiders. You picked the Raiders over the Chiefs. Ten, ten and a half. Remember. Yeah, that was, that was close. You almost got it. We forgot about the circling of the buses last year. You never would have. If you would remember that, you never would have done yeah, that. Yeah, it's not until you're watching a game where you're thinking to yourself, golly, how did I forget about that? How mm-hmm. did I not know that was going to happen? For instance, Ravens-Browns, I should have got that one as well. Yep. You know what yep. I, mean? I mean, that well, was one. You would have never been able to guess that they were going to stomp Listen, on the Listen, the Browns road, was the right side. Jeez. What's that? The Browns was the right side. I agree. should have been the entire time. Yeah. What the hell's going on? What are we doing in Cleveland? Baker stinks. No, 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 yeah, that no, no. Been, that should have been a win for us for sure. Hey, did you see? Did 
did you see the the comments coming from Baker Mayfield about the internal voice? Did you yes. watch that interview with Kurt Warner or not? I didn't think at all dissension. I I, so I listened to it and watched it when they aired it. So I didn't watch it live, but when they aired it, I didn't think immediately dissension with the building. I thought Baker potentially lost confidence. That's what I thought it was about. I thought his internal voices or whatever, or internal messaging was like him telling himself and maybe he had lost a little bit of confidence through the injuries. But then the reports came out. They're like, no, he was talking about him and Stefanski don't talk anymore. They're, they're talking about an anonymous source said um, the building uh, wasn't releasing his injury information in the same fashion that he was because they weren't. The Stefanski they were downplaying it. They were downplaying it. He was, trying, he was basically saying, like, I'm really hurt. I'm fighting through a lot of stuff. And they're like, oh, he's going to be fine. He's all right. So he probably, I, I like, if he saw that and he knows how much pain he is in, yeah, I'm sure he's like, all right, okay, here we go. They got my back. Yeah, that is something that I think you, yeah. Baker, I think I would even, if that was happening, if we weren't on the same page or talking to each other on the quarterback, that's always going to be uncomfortable and awkward to begin with if you're on bad terms with your quarterback, let alone if it's on a contract year. Oh, wow. Uh, It'd be almost yeah. like, what if like Lafleur or Packers coaches are like, Oh, Aaron's fine. He's a baby. Stop talking about your toe. Yeah, that toe means nothing. You know what I mean? So what are we, yeah. fucking pinky toe, dude? Cut mine off. We have an <laughs> offensive line coach over here. Yeah. He's got eight toes. Both pinkies cut off, dude. He's fucking unbelievable. You think he cares? <laughs> what if that is what the backers did? What you, you think they cared about their toes? Like uh, the old uh, hut gut coach. What was his name? Oh, Bob yeah. Yeah. You think they were worried about calisthenics when they were running across those? <laughs> Normandy. No. Normandy. Normandy. doing push-ups and pull-ups. <laughs> Imagine if that's what the Packers did. Imagine if that's what LeFleur came oh. out and said. You think they were worried about that? Would be much different. I, I'm not saying the Browns are doing that to Baker, but you could see how a player would be like, hey, this is kind of fucked up. You guys are underselling it, whether it's for business purposes or for reputation, whatever the case is, that's on you guys. Oh. Joining us now with a big old brain. Uh, host of the Man to Man podcast and everything DB joins us every Monday, sometimes uh, additional times throughout the week to share his incredible knowledge with us, ladies and gentlemen. Nine year NFL vet, Darius Butler. Yeah! What's up, fellas? What's up, dude? What's happening, man? Hey, we're just talking about Baker Mayfield and the reports that are anonymous. So I don't know how much anonymous source shit you can believe. And we'll talk about Urban here in a bit. Obviously, yeah, me and Urban are tired of that shit. Yeah, yeah, Urban's sick of the anonymous source. We'll fire him on the spot. But let's talk about the anonymous source or sources coming from Cleveland saying that Baker in the front office aren't on good terms. Baker and the coach are distant this year and they're doing things differently. Do you believe any of that or you think this is all bullshit? One day after a big time win over the Ravens, this is kind of what we're talking about because the future is such a question mark. Yeah, I mean, I believe it, you know, in this, in this day and age, in this environment, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And uh, it's a lot of sources, a lot of leaks. I feel like a little more than there were, um, even when we play, you I know, agree. just everybody's kind of putting their own narrative out there in the media. So I definitely uh, believe it for sure. Well, I think sometimes, too, they, these sources, I know, like with the urban thing, people are saying, like, oh, did an assistant coach go to a media member? It could have easily been an assistant coach complaining to somebody that they're friends with in the Aww. facility and that person's friends with the media per like it, training room like training room hey yeah that's the biggest Whoa. that's the biggest area people run their mouth a lot of talking that, 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 hey, a lot of talking goes on in there so yeah it could have been it could have been anybody but i mean it's been bad ball from the jump with urban down there now that's not all and everybody in training rooms, because there's a lot of secrecy sworn to in those training rooms, and there's a lot of great relationships in there. But goddamn, there's a lot of things talked about in those training rooms. <laughs> I've walked into some training room conversations, and well, how did we get 
here? <laughs> what are we? What are we even talking about? But you have to because there's a lot of hours in there. The yep. trainers have to make you continue to want to be motivated to get through some incredibly painful shit. Then there's decisions being made that are very expensive for all parties involved. The training room is a sanctuary for basically every single player. So you got to have great trainers. You got to have great physical therapists. You got to have great doctors. But also, when you have all those things. There's a lot of great conversations going on. Yeah. A lot of great conversations right. happening right. as you're battling through there. Uh, let's talk about Brady and the Buccaneers burying the Bills down there in overtime. The Bills, I don't think, are dead. I mean, that's a great team in Tampa Bay, down in Tampa, and a good performance. What are your thoughts on the Bucks and what are your thoughts on the Bills, D-Butt? I mean, we, I was on here a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, saying I had no no concern with the Bucks down the stretch. Still don't. Uh, didn't like how they finished the game yesterday, I'm, I'm sure, you know, and that's always good coming off a win because, you know, it's a lot of room, a lot of uh, area for improvement. So I'm sure they'll get right back to the drawing board. The Bills, I mean, they're never completely out of it with a quarterback like Josh Allen. Um, defense lost Trey White and uh, they, they've been having issues stopping the run for and they had another uh, good day against them yesterday. So they're going to have to do that. They're going to have to stop running the playoffs. They're going to have to get that type of play, that second-half play that Josh Allen was giving out there. They're going to have to get that down the stretch. But it's tough when you don't have a running game on offense and that defense is kind of banged up and kind of getting punched in the mouth by uh, kind of the, the class of uh, the NFL right now. So they got to, they got to stop the bleeding in that department. D-Bud, how confident are you in uh, the Titans coming off a shutout of the Jags, oh. 20 to nothing? They win. Awkward handshake with Rabes and, and, <laughs> and Herbs afterwards. Like, Do you think the Titans are legit? Nah, not without Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, no chance. And, and what about, when he, what about uh, when he comes back, though, for the playoffs, hopefully? If he comes back and he's still, you know, King Henry, and then you get A.J. Brown, who has to be healthy. I mean, it's not to me. Outside of Patrick Mahomes, I don't have much faith in any of those quarterbacks over there in the AFC. So, uh, you know, Mac Jones is young. He's still having improvement on that level. Uh, Lamar Jackson's banged up. Baker is kind of, you know, he's average. Then you got the young guys, Herbert and Burrow. So, uh, you know, Carson Wentz, dude. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me, Carl, bro? I mean, I don't trust him. I don't trust him on that oh, stage no! against oh, the big dogs, uh, against the Patriots on the big stage, against Mahomes. I don't trust him at this point. He could prove me wrong. Bro, he will be able to do this right here. I trust JT. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'll be able yeah. to. Boom. I bet yeah. you he'll be so good at that, too, by the way. Oh, hey, yeah. Go give me that. Whoa, boom. Bang. <laughs> Let's go play a football right there. Hey, there you go. Huh? That's what wow. you want to do, right? Hey, you're going to need, you're going to need a, special, a special guy at that quarterback position, man, to, to not only get there and contend, but to, to win it. Those guys on the NFC, man, A-Rod, Kyler, Brady, like, it, it's, a, it's a different type of class out there. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers and last night's game against the Bears in which he – has more four touchdowns, zero interception games against the Bears than any other person has against any other team in the history of the NFL. This is one, you know, game shortly after being asked if in-game trash talk he regrets it all. I mean, there's a lot of people calling people a lot of terrible things on the field. Yeah. I don't know if all of that is going to be treated the same as bulletin board material. I hope that's not the precedent going forward, but it was in this case with what Aaron told the entire city of Chicago who was telling him to fornicate himself with one middle finger or two from every person in the crowd. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts on that team going? Special teams, they got to figure it out. Defense, they gave up some big-time plays against Justin Fields, who looks like he's going to be great in the future. But do you feel like the Packers are a team that's going to be there in the end in L.A.? 
I like. I mean, before I even get into that, I'm with, I'm with you, AJ. I didn't think that uh, that A Rod doppelganger was that you know on point. Oh, what? Couple uh, haters, I'm, dude. I'm right there. The same Man, you guys are haters. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to fall out of your seat reacting to it. No, sleep because of it. Hilarious haters, dude. You guys, bunch of fucking haters, bro. But A Rod, the Packers, man, it's scary to run into at this point in the season. And that defense, man, they, they've been playing well, especially on the cornerback position. That was kind of one of their uh, areas of concern coming into the season. They spent the first round pick. Alexander, who's a top three, five guy out there corner, he's been out uh, for these last few weeks. Rasul Douglas came over. He's on his sixth team, and he's balling back-to-back games with uh, pick sixes. He got the interception into that Cardinals game. And then on the other side, Stokes, he's been locking cats down all year. So I, I really like that defense, Campbell, the safety tandem. And then A-Rod, I mean, he's A-Rod. He, he, I mean, just watching him throw the ball last night, like, he's like one of, one of very few, if probably the only, that I feel like when he's throwing the ball, not only is he throwing darts and dimes to these guys, but he's throwing it with, like, the anticipation of what they're going to do after they catch the ball. So it's, like, on a different level to watch him uh, kind of throw that ball. So uh, right now, if I don't see anybody. If they get home field advantage, I don't see anybody going to Lambeau and beating A-Rod this year in the, in the uh, playoffs. And I would say the same thing about Tampa. If they get it at home, I don't see anybody going down there beating Brady. Yeah, the humidity is tough. But how about Aaron's face through it all, too? Like, he, you know, he just looks like he don't give a fuck. Like, at any <laughs> moment, it's just like, ah, no big deal. He'll hit a fadeaway <coughs> somehow laser with touch over a defensive <laughs> end's hand somehow, just perfectly into a spot. I feel like his throws are creative as well. And I don't want to get too too much into this, but like golf, right? They say the thing that – and then the play action. Oh, oh. I was listening to Kurt Warner. Oh, yeah. That, hey. Hey. I was listening to Kurt Warner earlier in the morning with two gloves on talking about the play action and how <laughs> nobody's looking at the quarterback and how mostly, you know, the defense is reading the offensive line or the running back. So the action really isn't as important. Or I that's, think that, that – That's was the, false. Well, that's, <laughs> so hold on. So I, I, I was listening to that whole thing, and it made sense. And I don't know if he was describing a play or it is a, a whole – I missed the beginning. So I apologize to Kurt Warner if there was any in there, but it gave me the indication like, oh, that's why nobody really does it anymore. Because I feel like back in the day, it was more of a thing where it was like a full, oh, shit, like trying to disguise it. He full commitment to this. Oh, yeah. Full commitment. Got everybody. And see how, how he took that ball right there with his left hand. That's that's the key. He took the ball and then he completely like, I mean, froze, like completely slowed his pace. And if you watch that back, so I think it was 99. If you watch that uh, DN, he was lost. Like he was trying to find a running back and get back in the mix. And then obviously I gave uh, A-Rod a space to come out and roll out. But, I mean, that's a skill set. And I, uh, that is something that Baker, I know he's getting some heat. That's one of Baker's strong skill sets, carrying out play actions, carrying out the boot action because that goes – uh, right in line with what they do on offense, but I mean, it, it, it's what he's doing is watching him. I mean, it's it's, it's poetry in motion. It's kind of like watching like Michael Jordan shoot a jump shot or something when he throws the ball. It's special, right there. One B, Marino, best throw I ever seen. A Rod is right there though. Hey, Marino used to be up in the park with his dad down there yeah. in Oakland, mm. down there in Pittsburgh. Just get the ball out quicker, kid. <laughs> get the ball out quicker. Get the ball out quicker. And it worked. Hey, he got the ball real quick. Oh, yeah. Threw absolute darts. And he had a good time, too, because there were some miserable days to get to those points, uh-huh. I assume, in the workouts. Sure. But he, what a fucking legend. He fucking send it, dude. <laughs> that behind-the-scenes clip of <laughs> yeah. him. Have you seen that video, AJ? 
he I don't think so. He's reading an ad for something, and they're like, uh, "Do we want to watch it back? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We want to watch it back." Nah, fucking send it. Dan <laughs> <laughs> Marino, what a legend, dude. Hey, yeah, real one. hey, shout out you, Dan. Yeah, shout out, Dan. 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 Reno. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Debo, we know you're a massive Herbert and Chargers guy. Do you think they have the legs to go, you know, make a run in the playoffs, or do you think because of how inconsistent they are on a week to week basis, they might be screwed? Yeah, I think too too inconsistent right now uh, on on defense. Too uh, too inconsistent on special teams, especially. Uh, But uh, defensively, they they got trouble stopping the run. They got some freaks over there. But Bosa coming off the edge, Derwin James. Sante Samuels, a nice, nice rookie cornerback when he's out there. But uh, just defensively, I think they were, they were struggle a little bit. And then you got a young, you got a rookie head coach. That's going to show up at some point. And Herbert is still young, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal talent. But I just think all around as a team, uh, I don't see them making a, a, a strong push this year. But the future is, uh, is very, very bright over there in L.A. Debo, you mentioned Rasul Douglas and how he's been on five teams. Like, why is it that a guy like that, who no one's really ever heard of, steps up? Like, he's been, you know, basically what's uh, him and Devondre Campbell have saved the Packers defense this year. Is that like scheme? Is that a guy who's just been overlooked? Like, how does a guy like that, who's virtually unknown, have that big of an impact right away? I mean, it, it could be a, a variety of things. Scheme, uh, confidence. Uh, you can tell he's playing with amazing confidence. Because the thing about when you're bouncing around and when you're a backup, uh, and this is something me and AB talked about on the show. Like as a backup, like you sometimes you can't play with that same confidence as the starter. If you're a starter, if you're a guy that's getting played, you're slot. That's your job. You're going out there. You're jumping plays. You're being aggressive. As a backup, some people can play a little more tentative. Like damn, I don't want to. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to get caught in my pants. I get beat for a touchdown. I could be on the next thing smoking. So that kind of part of it and coaching relationships. I'm sure the coaching job. He's probably comfortable in that room. Comfortable with the guys. And it all kind of blends that's in. Man. They, they look like. In that locker room, from the outside looking in, it looks like it's a good, like it's good chemistry. It's a good locker room. It's a good thing going on. Kind of what going even but Pat said about uh, A Rod and his kind of visuals and emotions on the sideline. Like that means something to a team. You, if you look at Urban Meyer during a game, like you can kind of get a picture of what's going on behind the scenes. You know what I mean? You can't fake <laughs> I think his environment, the coaching. And him probably just growing and just being in a good system for him, uh, kind of all those things factor in. That Urban Meyer lean, you know. Oh, oh nothing better. The bend over, head down. He was even doing it when he was working at Fox with the whistle. Yeah. yeah. The suit with the whistle. Man, what a scene Man. down there. Anonymous sources, obviously. Anonymous sources, so we don't know. But it feels like they are just crumbling down. Uh-huh. That was Pelissero that wrote it, right? Yes. The oh, neuro? the arrow. Yeah. Didn't the Urban arrow. confirm it to Jado, Jake Glazer? Lombo said he confirmed it today he tweeted he yeah. was like yeah i'm hearing it's worse than the uh, pelicero reported really <laughs> what what could be worse hey d but coach of the secondary what have you ever won in your life we'll <laughs> wait for your answer i mean anything uh, i want coaches be more than you wore you, you just got here buddy <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine so, yeah, that's that- from college people and people just uh, we crown a lot of people that come in i mean when you're going from college to the pro game like it's a completely different ball game. The locker room, the men you're dealing with, it's, it's, everything is different. Like, even when, you know, Joe Brady came over, offensive coordinator from LSU, like, people were crowning him as, like, the next prodigy to be a head coach somewhere, and he's fired halfway through. You know, not to him, but it's just a different ball game. I think we crown guys too early. Uh, but it, it, it's tough. It's tough to come to this level and uh, compete, to win, to keep a locker room. You know you're going to struggle 
with that team, you're picking them one overall, you're going to struggle for a few years, but at least kind of have, you know, some sense of direction, some sense of uh, of culture being built in there. And it, it's none of that right now. There was reports that he was getting laughed out of meeting rooms. You remember? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, there was reports he got. Could you imagine that happening? And I just wish there was somebody in that locker room. And I guess it was Jones, right? He, yeah. he left, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvin Jones mm-hmm. Marvin yep. Jones left the building it was like I ain't doing this anymore imagine what he was doing in the meeting when Urban was allegedly these are all anonymous sources but everybody's I guess confirming it going around the room asking people for their accomplishments and their that's resume wild. for why they should be there that's insane to think about that is so that's, wild. that's Marvin Jones too like we've been around the game for a while we've seen Marvin like we. this is something completely uncharacteristic of Marvin Jones from outside in like, yeah, I, mean, I played with Marvin. Got to do something. Hey, D, but I was with Marvin for a year, and Cincy. When I read that and I saw it was Marvin, I was like, "Are you serious?" So first off, Marvin would sing for the team all the time. Unbelievable yep. like, gospel singer can do it. Gospel. One of the most positive, upbeat, always smiling, like great dudes on the team. That's why I was shocked when I saw like if this really happened. Like Marvin, man, it must be <laughs> rough if Marvin's walking out. Hey, that's amazing. That was like uh, back when the Falcons hired old buddy uh, Neck Brace. Yeah, Petrino. Mm-hmm. Petrino. I guess Warwick Dunn. I guess Warwick. That's a great comparison. I guess Warwick Dunn uh, was, I think there were some reports either publicly or I'm maybe breaking news right now, which I shouldn't be doing, but I, I think Warwick Dunn, <laughs> I think he was also like one of the nicest humans of all time. I think there's like plenty of awards named oh, yeah. after oh, Warwick yeah. Dunn yep. for what yeah. Warwick Dunn has done. And allegedly he was even in the, the fact, like they, this is not how this goes. Like this is not how the NFL is, pal. It's, that can happen to you. And once that happens, by the way, once I heard they were laughing him out of meeting rooms, it's tough. It's going to be tough to get back in there. It is going to be yeah. tough. And not just in that building. In every other building, especially if you're losing too, if you're winning, they'll put up with it. But you're losing, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna come out. Yeah, and they, and he got laughed out of there because that was after the, the fiasco when he stayed home. Oh, and then he tried to bullshit his team yeah. and say like you know he was doing one thing or whatever. And it's like you know you, once again this isn't college. Like you were never grown ass men. Like just handle it. Speak to what it was. You know, you could go bullshit in the media, but in the locker room, like, we're we going to handle that completely different. Everybody makes mistakes. You know, we're all, we're all you know, humans at the end of the day. Just be forthright, and then we move on from when he handled it the way he did. Guys laughed him out of meeting rooms. <laughs> I mean, it's not going good from there. Hey, can't be misleading the media, man. Can't uh-huh. be doing that. <laughs> nope. Can't be doing that. But it is real. Yeah. And I think we talked about it as it happened. He could have actually garnered more respect in the locker room if he handled it in the right way. It was like, hey, that's all me, boys. All right, got caught up out there. What do you want? <laughs> made some decisions, but we need to get back to winning games so everybody can get off my ass. Like, that would have been a very transparent and real one where I think the yeah. locker room would have been like, all right, let's fucking go, dude. Let's go for it. But instead, the whole place burned down. They're going to have to fire him. They're going to have to move on. Yet again, Trevor yeah. Lawrence is going to have four different coaches in the first four years. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be great. And then we're going to wonder, was Trevor Lawrence ever going to be something? Because Trevor Lawrence, I think, has potential options outside of football to go make a living. So whenever he said, like, it's not like life or death for me if it does well. I remember everybody went after him. But yep. I hope we get to see him one day. And maybe Urban can turn around. Go ahead, uh, Diggs. Uh, D-Bud, he was trending yesterday. His name is Michael Parsons. Do you have him as your defensive player of the year over Miles Garrett and TJ Watt? I mean, I I would, I would have to say yeah. I, he wow. would, he, I, would, I would give him – I mean, it's hard to go against – T.J. Watt, he's been hurt, but he's still, you know, leading in numerous categories. Miles Garrett, as soon as Micah Parsons starts trending, he gets the strip sack, picks it up, runs in there for a touchdown. 
So it's hard to bet against him too. But Mike, just what he does, he's not even a full-time pass rusher. And he's, you know, one of the best pass rushers in the league. And then off the ball, he plays sideline to sideline. He's good in coverage. He's not a liability anywhere. So as a defensive coordinator, 11 would be the first guy that I would put on my team as a defense. So I would have to pick him for our defensive player of the year. And what he's doing, I mean, he, if he won it, he'd be the first guy to do it since uh, Lawrence Taylor. And um, he's been compared to Lawrence Taylor. He's been compared to Barry Sanders. So, uh, hey, I'm, I'm bet with Micah. How about Mike McCarthy saying, we're going to win, don't you fucking worry about it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and then they win, by the way. That's Love awesome. It. That feels good for the locker room, feels good for the team. Just like every conversation with you, sir, we appreciate the hell out of you. Appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Yeah! So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Tonight, the Rams travel to Phoenix to take on the Cardinals as week 14 shall finish. We're starting to see the pretenders and contenders. We're starting to see some teams pull away. We're starting to feel the effects of the long season with injuries happening and scattered all over the NFL. Tonight, the NFC West's best, which was allegedly framed, the group of death because they were all going to eat each other with how much talent is out there is on display as Kyler Murray, the young superstar representing FaZe Clan. FaZe Clan! A gaming team that he is a part of because not only is he great at football, he's also great at video games and baseball. This dude was drafted top 10 in both sports. Absolute superstar who has grown into a stud alongside Cliff Kingsbury in a defense that has Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, Buda Baker in the boys. And on the other side, Aaron Donald out of Penn Hills, Pennsylvania. Pit stud, grown man, defensive player of the year conversation every year. Some are going to say he's the best player to ever play football. Bullies people with Matthew Stafford, Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup, and everybody there. This is star starting the game tonight. Mm -hmm. MJ, this is a big-time Monday night football matchup. I'm excited for it. I know. I've been going back and forth on who I'm going to pick to win, but I think this is definitely a matchup of – Two uh, offenses that can be very, very explosive. So it should be a fun game. Is, is there any Monday? There's no Monday Night Manning. Uh, I don't, I don't think, think so. so, no. 
He oh. said he'll be back after Christmas. Man, yeah. real letdown not Christmas. doing this one, though. Yeah, this, is this is a big one. This is the one we wanted. Yeah. What, what if tonight's a big dud? What if oh, no. somehow, oh, some way, oh. both defenses just shut them down completely? What if it's 3 nothing tonight? Oh. <laughs> what if it's 3 nothing? 2 nothing? What if it's 2 nothing tonight? Oh, I mean, that would happen in this NFL season, and we go, of course, that happened in the year after COVID where more insane shit's happening this year than it did last year. Uh, Matthew Stafford has to get a win here. This is a big-time mm-hmm. game for Matthew Stafford. Now, the Cardinals, obviously, top of the class, best record in all of football. They've been nothing short of dominant. They traveled into Chicago in terrible conditions and were able to get a win. I think that makes them feel good for the future in the playoffs with how much growth and maturity and on the field they've had. But Matthew Stafford needs it tonight, doesn't he? Yeah, the Cardinals are good. They're going to be there you know, at the end. They'll be probably be one of the last four teams in the NFC. But I feel like this is like the – the Rams can change a lot of people's opinion about them if they win tonight. And if they lose, it'll kind of just be like, the okay, they're pretenders. They're going to make the playoffs, but they, they can't beat anyone when they need to. I was looking at it. It's interesting matchup-wise because the Cardinals run the ball second most in the league. Uh, the Rams are number three in opponent yards per rush, so there's that. And then the Rams, we know, throw the ball a fuck ton. The Cardinals are number three in stopping the pass. Oh, so it's like, strength versus strength. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, the weaknesses kind of count each other out. Hmm. Oh, no. So that's a matchup for a low-scoring game then, right? It feels like it. If you're going to take away your strength, the team's better. Like, James Conner has become a touchdown-scoring mm-hmm. machine over there in Arizona. Nobody talks about it, though. Why isn't he getting the credit he deserves? I think it was he was minus 130 or minus 140 for any time touchdown score. When I looked at it uh, yesterday, it was like, yeah, this dude's going to score a touchdown. Like, that's basically yeah. what they're saying. Nobody is talking about old James Conner. And I think it's because even though Phoenix, fourth largest city in America, beautiful place. Oh, yeah. So far, what's Chicago? Third, sixth, third, third largest. Oh, Zito always pops second. in. Second, what's this? Not? Second, we all know that. What but, happened to Houston? No, Houston's Houston. fourth. Yeah, yeah. So Phoenix is fifth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I think it's on the rise. Yeah, at a rapid rate. Yeah, but Houston, Houston is massive. Houston just grows. Yeah, yeah. this way. also growing incredibly. Gains fast. a quarter mile on each side every year. I don't know. There's not a lot to talk about. The- <laughs> It actually does. Yeah, you get from one true. side of Houston to the other. Yeah. You're driving seven Phoenix and a half hours. That's right. Five. Houston's Fifth four. largest. Not a lot of conversation about the Cardinals ever, right? Is it because they're young? They're new? Last year they were kind of like the, oh, this team could be good. There's a little bit of talk, and then inevitably they let people down, so maybe people don't trust them as much. They're fucking – they're an – incredibly electrifying team to watch play too. Kyler Murray, D-Hop, that connection they have. A.J. Green, you know, he's there. Big name, has been great. Zach Ertz is there now. Yep. Oh, yeah, he's been very oh, yeah. good. And their defense has st- superstars too. I mean, Chandler Jones, people know of him. Buddha is unbelievable back there. Simmons, like they have so many studs whenever you look. And J.J. obviously is hurt right now. But yeah, they, you back. would think they would get more attention oh, yeah. with how – JJ fun they are to watch and how you just watching Kyler alone like you're, you're watching a guy that does things that nobody else can do and how he moves and everything who are you picking tonight dude who you got let's do our selections right go. now here we I go. Was, uh, so at first I was thinking of going Rams but I'm going Cardinals here oh. That's what I'm yeah because I know you probably you want me to take the Rams well I, I'm going with Cardinals as well dude okay. I, right. for the good of the record I have to pick what I want to what I want mm-hmm. to pick. I thought you were going to take the Rams. This felt very much like an A.J. Hawk taking the Rams. Yeah, exactly. Why aren't you? You, you shouldn't assume what my, uh, my picks are going to be. All right, so we're both on the card. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah. bummer. That's a real bummer. I, I may it, change. AJ. I may change before the show's over. No, no, well, I might as well. Yeah. I mean, I might okay. as well, depending upon <laughs> who we All talk right. to, how do we talk to him, what we talk to him about. This two doesn't ah, – 
Look at the picture of this guy right here. Just look at him. Anytime I want to go and say, this is Cardinals all day. What are we even talking about? Then you see Aaron Donald right here like, hey, I trained with fucking knives four months ago, dude. Mm -hmm. Yet last week, who was it? Terrible team. Terrible team. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) I did not mean that (laughs) the way it came out. But the Rams played against them, and we knew nothing afterwards. We're like, okay, they took care of business. Odell Beckham Jr. scored a touchdown. That was awesome. My biggest takeaway from the game was Aaron Donald picked the guy up, okay? And as he was slamming him on his head, he batted the ball out of the guy's hands at the same time and then still buried him. And then it was like, oh, my Lord, and that's what everybody talks about whenever they talk about Aaron Donald, right? Normally they eat up, he eats up two, three blocks at a time every single play. So anytime I start going, like Kyler Murray is just going to skirt, skirt tonight. I mean, they are going to do their thing. Dirty put him right in the graphic to stare at us. With Jalen as well. Von Miller. Woo! Yes, tonight the night that Von kind of goes off. For, for the first time for the Rams? Well, and also, and I don't want to speak for Von Miller, but I think he and Demarius were very tight. Mm-hmm. I think. I think he and Demarius were very, very tight. I believe that was a very tight locker room. What a sad, hey, listening to everybody talk about that guy, I wish I would have got to know him. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. I didn't, I didn't uh, know him personally either, but I know plenty of guys that coached him and played with him. I thought it was cool the Broncos and Lions did the whole, they came out with 10 and took the delay of game to start in the Lions um, declined. It was yeah. It was cool to see. Like, when was his last year in Denver? I don't know, four years. Five I'd say years? eighteen, because he had a stint with New England before he went to the Jets. Oh yeah, the stint was not. It did. It was. No. And didn't Tom hate the way it was handled? Yes. That's why Tom posted that photo to Marius at the Peyton's Hall of Fame thing. It was mm-hmm. great to see him because I forgot that that was alongside the uh, decisions that were being made that were allegedly pissing off Tom. Behind the scenes or whatever. Yeah, because he really liked Demarius. I'm pretty sure. And I mean, it was preseason, but in his last preseason game before we cut him, he had like three touchdowns or something. <laughs> and Tom was like, "What the hell are we doing?" And then we got AB. And then that happened again because of everything <laughs> that was going on off yep. the field. Yep. And Tom was pissed off again. But there's nothing anybody could do with what was going on. I'm I'm happy for AB by the way, appearing to have his off the field stuff. I mean, I guess he just got caught up with the. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Anyways, rest in peace, DT. I'm happy the NFL said what's up to and saluted somebody that they had respect for. Uh, that's absolutely incredible. Okay, let's let's bounce around a little bit. George Kittle's unbelievable. This, this was it third and five, third and six in the fourth quarter. I yeah. forget what it was. Must have catch for the San Francisco Niners. He jumps up at full speed, leaps, fingertip grab. Obviously crashes down to the ground like it's no problem. He's a soup. He is so good. And this is another massive city with a huge fan base. The Niners faithful is so big. His stats the last two games via Stat Muse. He had 181 yards a week ago with two touchdowns. And then he has 151 yards with one touchdown against the Bengals. Massive plays like game winning game like needing plays remade. He is a freak show, dude. This guy is so good. Why does he not get talked about as much as he should as well, AJ? He should. I know he's been banged up this year and missed some time, but I mean, if he continues to put up numbers like this, I sure as hell hope people will, uh, will start to give him some credit. They do. I guess they, like, he's absolutely a superstar, but uh, yeah, you're right. Like he is the guy I was watching that game live too. Like when, when they need him, like when they need a first down and it's a big moment in the game, everybody knows, Hey, Jimmy's going to find, going to find Kittle. And Kittle's going to make some unbelievable catch between three defenders sliding down and just 
whenever you need him, he's so reliable and he's so he's almost he has that Gronk thing too when he catches it and his yards after the catch can like invigorate the whole stadium because he's he's rumbling, knocking people over. You're like, oh, this dude may score from 75 yards out. And shout out to Iowa, go Hawks, go Hawks, Hawks baby. Like Kirk he loves Hawks. blocking. I feel like yeah. he loves blocking. But how about last week when he was literally ru- six what five two fifty six five yeah six five two fifty and he was running down a sideline at twenty miles an hour or whatever on his tippy toes doing like a fucking plie yeah. without <laughs> stepping out of bounds. I mean, he is freak show, dude. Absolute yeah. stud. Good for him. I'm happy he's having as much success. As he is, are the Niners oh, yeah. a team? I mean, tonight we got a big time matchup, obviously, in the NFC West, but the Niners, they could be getting going at the right time, too. Now, Jimmy is Jimmy G, and Jimmy will always be judged against other quarterbacks that play nowhere near as similar uh, game as Jimmy G plays. But that team, they let Cincy back in it. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, Joe Burrow is a guy. Will the Niners be able to figure it out? If, there's so many teams that could get Everybody's hot. alive. Like, everybody's alive, I feel like. And, yeah, I guess who – I don't know. Like, who's going to separate themselves here in the last couple of weeks? So there's 13 people in the NFC, 13 teams in the NFC as the week 14's, basic, 14's wrapping up here. 13 teams still very much alive. Like, hey, how you doing? Keep it moving. And then in the uh, AFC, same exact thing. There is so many teams, coaches, that are walking in and going, hey, we have played nowhere near our best football yet. Yeah. We have we have given up. Uh, games. We've let people score when we shouldn't. We've made some bad decisions game management-wise. Strategy-wise, we've chose to attack the wrong things. But literally everything is still in front of us if we want it. We can still win everything we talked about at training camp 14 weeks ago. And at this point, normally, we'd have a much better grasp of things. We can still go fucking get it, even though it's going to be hard to top a lot of those quarterbacks at the top. The Atlanta Falcons are a tiebreaker away from being in the fucking playoffs. Artie Smith down there dialing things up, beating yeah. the Panthers. Now, the Panthers are an interesting story as well because Matt Rule has always been chatted about as being a guy in the NFL. Hey, they got it right with Matt Rule. They got it right with Matt Rule. And I think he originally started at the Giants in his coaching career, then he was at Penn State, then he was at Temple, then he was at Baylor, and then he got paid to go be the Panthers coach. So I guess we've kind of left him off of the college coach going to the NFL because I think he started in the NFL as a Giants assistant or whatever. Maybe it's not working for Rule down there either. Just fired Joe Brady in the middle of the season. Is that because Matt Rule feels a little heat and a little pressure on him uh, that he's going to have to win more from the richest owner in the NFL who is not scared at all to move on, doesn't give a fuck about what contracts are and who he has to pay? You think that's something that Matt Rule's thinking about right now or you think he's locked in? No, I mean, I'm sure he's locked in, but every coach, I would imagine, at all times, thinks that, hey, I may, be, I may walk into my office and my key card might not work tomorrow. Like, I'm sure they have similar fears that a lot of players have. That'd be awesome. Well, they, they also feel like they have no idea. Not be awesome doing. for him to get fired, but it would be awesome for Matt Rule to get introduced to the NFL real quick when he goes and does the beep. <laughs> and then... AJ! Oh, no! no! Oh, no! Was that A-Rod? <sighs> they both broke. It was both... Oh no! <laughs> Wait, who's the other? Who else broke? Well, Bubby. I just want to let Robert Mathis went down. We're gonna have to get oh, another one. Oh my right? goodness! Aaron went down. This is all your fault though, because remember you pushed everything. Yeah, your towel. I, did I didn't oh, move. No. Hey Jay, oh, no. why'd you do did that? Robert's leg fall off. Can we have his foot? Yeah, his whole body yeah. fell off, dude. And A Rod's head is gone. His head is. Can we please have a moment of silence oh, for those two no. incredible pieces of art? And I have been very proud to have on my desk. I'm gonna be sick for some Bob time. Ross is gone soon. You can tell. 
No, but hey, by the way. Bob is looking down at them. Shout out, Jared. <laughs> shout out, Jared. Yeah. Man, what a run, boys. Man, good run. <laughs> Robert, you were very... You're a new bobblehead, Robert. You're, you're very new. new. <laughs> very new. You didn't get that good of a run, but you were incredibly well done. Man. Please lay him next to AJ's dead body on the on the desk. Yeah, well, I don't know if we should continue to just have a burial site here. Should we have set up a graveyard maybe and oh, put no. some gravestones next to him? Robert's left foot is gone. Oh no. Hey. Hey, he still gets to the fucking quarterback. Yeah, right. he can. Everybody know he still gets to the quarterback. Uh-huh. He can run that hoop. If you get him a, a body guru with a gi, he's going to get to the quarterback. That's Dwight Franey, not Robert. Robert I, know. Would, I think Robert would have told the gi guy to get the fuck home. But Aaron. We need to get some Oh, super that hat is laid down. Oh, he lost both feet. Moment, moment of silence for uh, the run of both of those bobbleheads on the desk. For those that are just tuning in, you don't even know how long those two have been there. Well, Rob, very recent. Who would have who would have thought if you balance a bobblehead on a whiskey bottle on the edge of what? a table and you bang on it that it would fall? <laughs> Welcome back to the show. There's forty thousand people watching this. Great to see you. I am so sorry to the artist that made those. Remember last time, the artist community. There's a couple people in the artist community that got so mad at me whenever one fell off. Because it broke or whatever. You have no idea how much time it took. It was like, I thought I was displaying the art pretty well. Okay? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought I was displaying the art and appreciative of the art. Although AJ did push it closer to the edge, mm-hmm. which. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You moved every item on the deck six centimeters forward. Like that Son machine at Dave and Buster's where you just keep putting the uh, token in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what you are when you come in here. You're like a snow plow with that jaw. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the telescope. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time <laughs> to uh, <laughs> debut a brand new oh! Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Where did that go? Oh. He's wearing the uh, 19... Uh, 12, uh, 18? The 30... Looks real stable. Oh, yeah, uh, it's not going anywhere. That's, what doing, man. That's a good one there. What is he? Ta- he's taking a shotgun snapper? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's right yeah, before calling timeout here. He's trying to take down the entire defense. He might call a timeout, might late, snap it late, whatever the case is. <laughs> That's him right there. I give him, I give him uh, I'll take the under of 10 days before he's broken. I'd like no, to shout out the artist that did this, the artist that did his Big Sky Customs, Bob Bryan. Thank, Thank you, you, Bob, Bob Bryan. Sorry your work's going to get broken on this show, Bob. Dude. Dude. It's going to get displayed on the show, Put Bob. it on that You're whiskey welcome. bottle again. I mean, that's a slapdick whiskey bottle. It's, not, it's sturdy. Put it on the ball. What's the over-under, please, on this thing? Ten days. All right, I'll take you over. Ten shows. Oh, it's like business days. Oh. But what's next week? We're taking off Friday. Yeah, oh, so no, it's yeah. Just, just ten days. Just ten days from today. It's going to have to be just ten days Starts from today. today. Well, no, because if you're not, no, if the show's not on, that doesn't count as a day. No, no stuff falls, right stuff, here, AJ. Stuff falls no. from the ceiling. We don't even have a ceiling, dude. There's a chance that Aaron... Gets attacked from blindside out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, fair enough. Ten days. Michael Orr's protecting. Thank you. Using a jackhammer out back for the parking lot. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> that thing's not going anywhere. No. Got locked in. That's good base. That's why. That's why he's such a good athlete. It doesn't matter about his pinky toe because look at his goddamn base. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Good luck. Need you for ten days, pal. Come on, Aaron. Come on, Aaron. You got this, Aaron. All right. Let's talk about some NFL stuff other than Aaron. Uh, Kamara. In Taysom Hill, 
We're on the same field winning football games together. And I think this is the recipe for the Saints for the rest of the season. I don't know if they were on that playoff picture. I did not view it. I have no idea why Taysom Hill was not starting a quarterback earlier. Why did they have Simeon come in? There was a conversation there for like a week, two weeks. Is Simeon the guy? Is Simeon the guy? Well, Taysom Hill, the Steve Young, the man who signed a contract that in there says if he goes on to become the quarterback, he makes $40 million. If not, he makes $10 million. Sean McVay, no, Sean Payton. I don't know what Sean McVay thinks of Taysom Hill. I, I, I assume he's, I assume he's a big fan. Loves the way he plays football, man. Yeah. yeah. Sean Payton has said very positive things about Taysom Hill as quarterback, and then when push comes to shove, he hadn't to put Taysom Hill in, but the conversations were still happening behind the scenes now. They're winning games. He's got mallet fingers, so I don't know if he's battling through more than Russell Wilson had to battle through. He had two rushing touchdowns. Kamara went bananas. Is this what the Saints are, and why was... 31 touches yesterday, 145 yards and a tud for Alvin Kamara via stat muse. Why was... This not the plan from the beginning, you think, AJ? But the whole Taysom situation confuses the hell out of me. Like I don't, I don't understand why he wasn't plugged into the lineup earlier. Once Jameis got hurt, I figured Taysom's the dude, right? Like with all the the contracts and the weird, if he throws a certain amount of passes, that's what it will trigger. I guess him being a full time quarterback and he gets the the big contract. I would imagine they don't let it get to that point. But yeah, he with everything they say about him and everything we hear and from what we've seen, like he's so athletic. Why not? It, it'd be crazy if he's not the guy for the rest of the season. Well, you'd have to be, you would think. But, oh. but 31 touches is the key. 31 touches for Alvin Kamara. That's the recipe for success. If he can stay healthy and get him as many touches as you can. Well, I think that we talked about that last week whenever we heard that Taysom was going to play with that mallet finger. You know, the one that Russell Wilson got surgery on in rehab for 19 hours a day. Yep. Ooh, that's right. Boy. Why not 24. Got sleep, dude. It's part of the body system. He has a sleep coach, actually. And if he did, if he worked for 24 hours, sleep coach would have been unemployed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does the guy just stare at him like when he's sleeping? How's that work? No, yeah. he studies his, you know. Tucks him in. Yeah. I don't know. Like Santa. Anyways. Tucks him in. Hey, Sierra, bump down a little bit. I got Tuck Russell's right, right arm in to, to help heal the mm-hmm. healing process. Whenever his arm is tucked in just this way at this particular temperature, you know, some people piss themselves. He actually <laughs> sleeps in his deepest sleep. I need that, by the way. If that exists, by the way, send him this way. There's probably well, some- if you put their uh, – then you're, isn't that yeah. a theory? Like, if you're your drunk buddy, you put yeah. his hand in the water? Yeah, yeah. he's going to piss his pants. But also, but the sleep doctor actually told Russell that that actually makes him sleep better. So he will piss himself, but he will also <laughs> sleep deeper. I don't know. Whatever the case. So as soon as we found out Taysom Hill was going to play quarterback, what did we say? Oh, he's going to run the ball, and yeah. they're going to run the ball the entire time. And they might just do that the rest of the way. And I don't know why they – I guess because Sean Payton's offense is so predicated on like throwing the ball all the way around or whatever the case. But it still seems like like uh, the big part of when Breeze was there at least is like they were he didn't really need to throw it down the field to be successful. So he could have like you know you throw it with him sixteen to twenty times and then you run the ball fifty times between him and Kamara. Like they're gonna be in most games if they go with that. Their defense is great. Like. It just didn't make any sense. Got a great punter down there, Blake Gillikin. Go ahead and play the field position game. Mm-hmm. Got to do what you got to do. Absolute stud. Let's bounce around a little bit to the let's – stay, let's stay in the mallet finger family. Seahawks okay. beat the dog mm-hmm. shit. Okay, Seahawks get their swagger back against Jack Easterby's Texan. Kaimi uh, Fairbairn, kicker for the Texans, blasts a 61-yarder. Shout out you, dude. Shout out you. Yeah. That's a big-time ball, big-time ball. Seahawks get their swagger back, delay the conversation that that whole place is getting blown up for a week, or how do you think this whole thing ends with the Seahawks? 
Yeah, I think it just delays everything a week. That's exactly right. And I saw that graphic. So they're five and eight, and they're on the bubble. So they still have a chance at five and eight. Uh, they're going to have to they're win out. Behind. Everybody's just going to have to win out. And there's so many scenarios. I mean, the Lions, all the way up until yesterday, yeah. had a <laughs> road crazy. to the playoffs. Yeah, we'll get them next year. But, I mean, uh, the Colts were out of it. They were on the bubble. But two wild card teams were seven and five. So I think even the Colts knew going into the week, we're going to move up. Somebody's going to lose. But in this particular season, it would not surprise anybody if some team went on a two to three game snot out of nowhere and some team got hot out of nowhere. Like the Bills right now. They played an incredibly difficult Buccaneers team in Tampa Bay. Very great game. And people are like, the Bills are dead. The Bills are dead because they lo- lose to the Colts with five tuds they gave up. They play the Bucks. They're in a tough stretch. If that thing gets a little bit lighter for them, which I don't know if it is or not. They played well, though. Like, I think Orslovsky said today, like, that's the Bills. Like, he is more confident in the Bills than he was before that game. That's what I think, too. But uh, the, yeah. the question is, they're sitting at seven for the wild card. What if they lose another one? They're completely out. Somebody moves in. There is so much to be had. The Dolphins are sitting there when we thought they were potentially dead <laughs> earlier in the year. They can still get in somehow. I mean, it is it is banana land in the NFL right now. Well, and the Ravens, right? I mean, they're leading the division, and that that's the tightest race in the NFL by far. There's a chance the Bengals jump, what, four teams and win that division, and then all of a sudden the Ravens are out? And the Bengals have gotten Mike Whited and Justin Airbaird, and oh, yeah. they can still, the Bengals can still get incredibly hot and run in the AFC. The NFC is very top-heavy. Very, very top-heavy. But we've seen those teams all lose. So this is... I mean, let's go, NFL, dude. Here we go. Thank you, NFL. Thank you, NFL. What is nice is it it is going to come down to Week 18. Like, there will be games in Week 18 that decide who's going to make the playoffs and who's not. And I feel like in years past, like, that, that just doesn't happen very often. There could be, like up to four playoff spots that aren't decided until the last week of the season this oh, year. Oh, man, At it's going to be hot. Yeah. Crazy. It's going to be hot in the kitchen. What's that, Gump? Rams-Niners is the last last week they play. Like, oh. that could be for everything. All, they're all division games the last week. Yeah, because they had the um, conference travel 17th game already early in the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. No more bye weeks, by the way. No more bye weeks. Everybody's going to play all the way through. Who you Good. got is who you have. Damn right. I like that. I like when there's no more bye weeks. Me too. The Colts got the last weekend for the bye. Good for them. Yeah. Congrats to them. because they, They're kind of rolling, though. I know. I Big know. game on Saturday. I was a guy coming out of bye week where I thought I was going to potentially forget how to punt a ball, like if I, didn't, <laughs> if I didn't play in a game. So I'd be punting wherever I want on the bye week throughout the entire thing. So I didn't really take a week off on my leg. But if I was at the beach, I'm punting on a beach. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? It was just nice to kind of get away, refresh in there. Will the team lose some chemistry? They move up in the standings off the bye. Will they come out of it a little sluggish? Is that what you think? The Packers look like that maybe early, huh? No, I don't know if they will or not. I know every team kind of handles it different. Some teams do seem to – it's a bit clunky when they're coming out of the bye. But the good ones, that may be like that for the first quarter, first half maybe, and then they usually figure it out and kind of get back into the rhythm. I hope the Colts go on a run. That'd be cool for the city and the show. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be all right. But maybe after this week, they can start their run. To hey, big time Saturday night game. Oh, yeah. Both yeah. teams off a of bye. Yeah, both of us. Bill Belichick scouting for two weeks. <laughs> sorry. What? You think I'm worried? What are you talking about? You've been I'm, watching I'm, Hard Knocks, dude? Frank Reich yeah. watches his film. That's yeah. right. So does Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick watches Hard Knocks. He has a guy that says, hey, you just watch Hard Knocks, and then as soon as you see the board, pause that son of a bitch and see what you can make out of the Yeah, background. we're not allowed to send cameras in all these buildings anymore. <laughs> yeah, so we have to use Hard Knocks. It's the fact that they're doing it, we need to take advantage of. 
That is something that every team, and that's why AJ and I immediately upon the Colts getting it, I think old school football people were all like, oh, no, why? it's already hard enough to win. Why would you give anybody anything more than what you've given on film? Why would you let anything else potentially happen? And they said, no, they got it locked down the way it is. But also, as the world is changing, I think we're learning a lot more about NFL and teams and strategy and everything like that. I don't know how much more could be garnered potentially from hard knocks, but all you need is one non-blurred-out special teams mm-hmm. play. And Bill Belichick's like, oh, they're in a... Okay, you're a little heavy set over there. Right, what's that mean? Oh, we got to prepare for something. All right. You watch every single play that has ever happened in this fucking sport. Tell me what happens in that particular thing, Matt, Patricia. Fucking get your Ticonderoga right. into the goddamn cave and watch everything. I guess that is what the worry has always been, though, by NFL people about floats flying over practice or anything like that is any little piece of information could be an edge. Even schedule. Like, even how they schedule their day is a thing. I know coaches are very protective of, and they don't want other like organizations knowing. When a lot of teams do it now, where they don't practice Friday and they practice Saturday, and they call it like their Friday day is like walkthrough slash big rehab day, and you have like different stations you can go to. When that was like starting to kick up in the NFL, I know like coaches were trying to be real secretive on how they schedule those days, what they did, what the Saturday looks like. Who cares, man? Like you have guys getting cut and traded from teams every single week. You have new guys in your facility every week, like. If someone wants the info, if they want to know what your schedule is like, they can figure it out. That was when Chip Kelly came in. You remember, he brought all the Oregon nutritionists and science. Oh, gosh, right? yeah. I to guys that played for him. They piss test every single morning to test your hydration. Oh. Like, if your hydration wasn't on point, they would run you extra after practice and do all oh, – it just sounded brutal. Well, then here's your protein shakes. This is what you're eating. You are a uh, iron de- deficient person. Okay, so we add a little bit of uh, fish into your protein shake. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're going to pee here. We tested your piss. It's, it appears if you're a tequila drinker. Why? <laughs> okay, well, you're getting piss dressed for that every single day. And they were the ones that brought in the Saturday workout before a Sunday game. Get the blood flow. Your body actually responds better from that via a sitting off or sitting out. Because we had a couple guys come from Philadelphia. Colt Anderson, uh, my personal protector, uh, the Montanimal, an absolute stud from Montana, a guy who's coaching now. He came over, and on Saturday, he would start doing, like, these real workouts in the gym. Like, I would just do a couple, you know, let's get these arms pumped a little bit, mm-hmm. and we got to walk through, then we're going home. He was doing, like, full workouts on Saturdays. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He was like, ah, sports science, there's a, there's a thought that getting a workout the day before actually maximizes your uh, outcome the next day or something. Like, like there is... It has become a lot of that. And we, because we're always Friday on Saturday, walk through, get out. And then as I heard that kind of changing, I was like, really interesting. And then when I called the Packers uh, Lions game and we went to the Saturday practice, I was expecting not a lot of shit to happen. A lot of shit was happening. They were like throwing deep. Like it was a real practice. Yeah. yeah. Like I was there when we switched and started doing that, where the Friday was like the rehab walkthrough day. And then Saturday was your normal Friday practice. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it was, it was legit practice and trying to be on and off the field as quick as you can. But like, get some good bursts in there and run around and bounce around. And then hopefully the next day, like with their sports science, they say you're, you know, more springy, your legs have more in them, like all this less lactic acid, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I like the schedule. I like the change. Oh, so you believe that's science, but mouth goes I mean, I, I didn't mind yeah. it. Like I liked having that Friday day. It was cool. And, Saturday practice, whatever, as long as it's not two hour practice on Saturday. What about mouth guard science? Why didn't you believe any of them? Mm-hmm. I mean, for me personally, it just didn't work. How come? I'm not going to tell you what to do or anyone else, but for me, I don't like it. Why? I like to be able to speak. I like to be able to breathe, and I hate 
wearing a mouthpiece. Probably wouldn't have had Anderson. four root canals. Yeah, what about your teeth? Uh, yeah, his teeth were yeah, you know, disintegrated. Give and take. <laughs> I wish Walt Anderson would have looked in your mouth and said, open your mouth. <laughs> There's no rule yet. <laughs> There's no rule. College there is, right? Yeah, college. Yeah. College. No, I didn't wear it in college. I stopped after myself. Oh! Jeez. There's no rule. Dude's a maverick, bro. Holy shit. Bro, you're such an outlaw. There's, there's no rule. Have you ever seen him? Ch- hey, uh, 15 yarder. This guy's not wearing his mouthpiece. They, they don't throw it. They don't should. do that. Well, I mean, maybe they should look out for people's teeth, but there is a lot of people that hate the mouth. I, I never wore one. I mean, I don't know what I would do. That'd be awesome if you had a huge mouthpiece hanging off your face. Oh. The fucking baby binky one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. With the strap to the, the yeah, tube tiny. Uh-huh. That would have been awesome. Oh, let me fucking strap it up, dude. <laughs> now, in college, it's a timeout. You take timeout from them. Really? Whoa. Yeah. So when I when I had that hit against Denver, you know, uh, Trendon Holiday, mm-hmm. yeah. after it happened, the ref who I knew, I forget who it was, but I, I always had a pretty good relationship with the refs. I th- well, I guess not is what I'm hearing. <laughs> but I always interacted and acknowledged them. So this show is nothing different than what I did in real life. And I feel like, you know, if they're in sports, they can take a little, at least a little bit of shit talk for whatever, you know, decision they make. He comes running over to me, Pat, you okay? And I like look at him, I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, no mouthpiece. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, oh, no mouthpiece, the guy said or whatever, and then he kind of jogged off. He, he almost gave me like, oh, that was awesome type thing though, you know? I'm and sure th- he was thinking that. He can't get caught on a mic saying that, obviously. See, I've gotten a couple compliments from refs, and I've enjoyed them, and I thought it made them human, actually, but if the fans were to hear it, they'd be furious about it. Like, a, I had, like, a good pun or whatever, and I think Steratory even one time was like, Rocket, Patty, absolute rocket. I'm like, oh, thank you, Gene, like, jogging off. But if somebody heard that, they're like, is this guy a fucking fan of somebody on the Colts? Does that mean he's screwing over our team? Uh, th- th- not a lot of ref conversation today. The Bills fans have a gripe to, with mm-hmm. the dig situation. The Bears fans have a couple gripes because of some Ooh. coverage stuff and some logistical stuff. But today, I think not as much ref talk as normal, AJ. This is good news. I feel like the last couple weeks, at least you haven't been ranting as, as hard as you usually do on the refs. You're right. Maybe it is just me. Well, they had a good day. Mm-hmm. Hey, good on you. Good on you. Good, good on, on you. you. Bengals, too, actually. I just remember they got a taunting call on Von Bell. Oh, yeah, and it was oh, yeah. a pretty pivotal time. Yeah, Were people sure mad about this it. one? Oh, yeah, I was. I can't believe this dude got kicked out for this. I cannot believe this. This guy. Big, Big Mike loved it. Absolutely. Big Mike was actually there in the shot looking at it, and then you see him walk out of the shot. It's not like Big Mike went to stop it. No, Big Mike was like, all right, go ahead. Go ahead, Lale. This guy hit your quarterback. <laughs> Do what you got to do. Kellen Moore there. Hey, I'm going to throw the ball with four minutes left up a bunch. Don't yeah. you worry about it. Don't you worry about it. Like, without Leo Collins in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ridiculous. What are they doing? Why is he doing that? I thought you paid Zeke all that money to give him the goddamn ball. What are we doing? Run the clock. This is becoming a storyline. I don't like that he got thrown out for that, though. 15, maybe. But I don't like that he got thrown out for that. I think we should have been, you know, obviously can't do this, can't do that. But also, what about sticking up for your teammate and being like a great teammate? Is How come that isn't like factored in at all by the ref? Because I guess the ref got deboed by the guy who got pushed. <laughs> right. It's hard to see past that. The ref got, <laughs> yeah. the ref kind of got punked out right there. That's on us. Yeah, it should, it, like intent should be taken into consideration, but it's obviously not. Not when you get fined and not in this. Isn't the rule book say, hey, if you throw a punch, you're out? Yeah, but he, he but hit low. That's the question. What is a punch is my question. Yeah, because some people open hand and it's 15. And then some people. Uh, if, if you open hand him hard, it's, they consider it a punch, though, don't well, they? Well, yeah, but then sometimes it's considered uh, just 15. You know, there, it, it's like a pick and choose thing. So I feel like sometimes it is, you know, intent is bo- are both people going at it. 
And then well, I guess if the ref doesn't get just fucking debut. What if it's a hard? What if it's a really hard two-handed push to his face mask? Is that a punch? Mm-hmm. Or just a, a a poorly placed block? You know? Yeah. Hey, just hands to the face. Yeah. That's yeah. what makes no sense. Is some of those were like the hands to the face calls. Like those those guys will get deep up in the face mask and like be very violent about it, and they don't treat it. You know, it's just five yard penalty. Zito said he found the rules here. Rule summary view official rule article one prohibited acts. There shall be no unsportsmanlike conduct that applies in any act. Conch. Contrary to the generally understood principles of sportsmanship, such acts specifically include, among others, throwing a punch or a forearm or kicking an opponent even though no contact is made. Kicking uh, at an opponent. Uh, kicking at an opponent. Even if, if you Hasbulla. Uh, so if yeah. I whiff? Oh. Yeah, if you Hasbulla, <laughs> if you give a swing or mm-hmm. you back up or anything like that. Remember that one straight kick that Hasbulla delivered at oh, the yeah. one UFC event? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But there was another one that he didn't connect. That would have been grounds for disqualification, yeah, disqualification if you do that. But if you start swinging, what TJ Watt, I guess, in his celebration. Careful. There's yeah. Cassius that, Marsh. With oh, the, the, the best! The, oh, maybe the, the roundhouse right. kick there is. That fucking guy. That thing was awesome. And then afterwards, I told you, motherfuckers, I was going to do that in practice. I told you I was going to do the roundhouse backhand spring, springy, full gi black belt spinning kick thing, and I did it right here in your fucking face. And then that's a penalty. Get him out of did here. Did Joey Bosa <laughs> get flagged for his? Celebration? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Great T-bag. celebration. I would love to see more of that. The T-bag, that's awesome. Let's go to the. Uh, let's go back to the rules here. Uh, using abusive, threatening, or insulting language or gestures to opponents, teammates, officials, or representatives of the league. So if Roger Goodell's on sideline yeah. and you make a big time catch, fuck you, Rog. Uh, hey, yeah, get him, get him out. That'd be awesome if it didn't look at him, but he yelled at him as you catch it. Like next, you'd notice he's on the sideline. Walt Anderson sitting down there like this on the sideline or whatever. Somebody one hands one catches it. Fuck you, Walt. <laughs> Boom. Bang, can't do it. Can't have it. Troy Vincent down there getting chewed out by somebody. Boom. Fifteen <laughs> yards. Get him out of here. That's unsportsmanlike conduct. So, so the way they write this rule is the refs can do whatever, whenever, however. Yeah, pretty much. Punching at, kicking at, swinging without making contact, abusive language, threatening language, insulting language, or gestures to anybody at any time. It's basically like, if you feel like it's anything, it could be. Which is a lot of power for some people. Look at number three. Did you read number three yet? Using baiting or taunting acts or words that may in... Exactly. What is that? Engender ill ill will. will. Engender? Does that mean create? Hmm, I, I believe, believe so. Oh, Why do you have to use the word engender? Is that I don't know if I've ever seen it used. So this is a lot of uh, this is a lot what happened with the contract between us and FanDuel. <laughs> me and Phil, me and Phil were like, uh, I ain't doing this. Can we reword this? In the FanDuel's credit, they absolutely were like, Hey, we got you. You guys are a couple stooges when it comes to this type of stuff. We normally deal with just other lawyers that mm-hmm. are taught all of these words and what all these things mean. And that's why rule books potentially are tough to read because it's literally written for somebody else who has to go through an entire education system to understand and read what it is. Engender is probably a word that a lot of the smart people that are new to watching this show are thinking to us, how did you idiots not know this existed? Well, it's because we're not supposed to know what it, ex- what it means. Well, That's do. why it's put in these rule book for people that are much smarter than us to be able to throw around and make us feel stupid about it. But anyways, the way the rules are written is anything that happens could be used as unsportsmanship. Well, and then you got a guy like Tony Carrenti who reads that, and he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to throw 150 flags today. Fuck these guys. Yeah, man. Stick my pooper out, and if some guy bumps into it, I'm going to throw a flag. Whoa, whoa, got you there. Boom. Don't hit me. I got stripes on. Don't hit me. I got stripes on. 
you hit me, I'm a fucking drunk. If I boop, you hit me, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> Can't do anything. That was awesome. I think the refs should be penalized or marked down in their grading system when they when they throw the flag with such arrogance and pride, when they just and they hold their arm. I saw one last week, I forget where it was yesterday, where in the end zone, this ref just threw it up and kept his arm near and just stared at the player. I was like, you punk, man. You gotta watch the wind, it blows. <laughs> From right to left, <laughs> or whatever it is. I think some of them are impressive, though. Some of them huck that thing right. like 17, 18 yards, and it lands right on the spot that it happened. Because you heard Pereira talk about, you know, before the immediate um, potential review happening in their ear, you used to have to be accurate with your yardages with your throws or your flags. Mm -hmm. That used to be something. Like, spot of the foul, where was it? Well, where did he throw that fucking flag from, from... I don't know, 45 yards away, right yeah. there. Oh, that must be it. Okay, that might be 20 yards off. We have no, and the only person that knows is the ref that's seen it. Mm -hmm. And then the film that was watched the next day, now it's all kind of casually created there. But I do enjoy watching who is, you know, who's more of a dart thrower, who's a lobber. Mm -hmm. The lobbers oh, are yeah. the best. They are not happy. They are fucking, no. I cannot believe I'm being disrespected right now. Get out of here! <laughs> it is awesome. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. There's some rules or some statements coming out of Urban Meyer. Um, Demetrius Harvey at Demetrius82. Hey, when this guy was playing tight end, oh, rocking oh, the number 82. Oh, my God. Jesus, Demetrius used to be a problem down the seam. Yeah. Good ball player. Fucking hey, great ball player. He says, Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer was asked about Andre Sisco playing more. Again, he said, Sisco is playing a little bit more, I believe. I don't have his numbers in front of me. Sisco played uh, zero defensive snaps. <laughs> this dude has no idea. Herbs. This dude's got no clue. That's a tough look. That's like an answer I would give if you asked me about him. Like, because I don't know what he's doing. But guys, yeah, he's doing great. He's going to get a lot more reps now. That's exactly what you and me both. I was reading that. I didn't know that guy existed. I was like, who is this guy? And then turns out Urban has no idea either. Nope. <laughs> I don't have my numbers in front of me, you know, that are put together by somebody else who pays attention to the fucking game. If you watch <laughs> what I'm watching, my head's down most of the time because I can't watch this shit. And that's why I'm asking why everybody's a bunch of losers. Every, every day, there seems to be something coming out to make you think, what the fuck is Urban Meyer doing in the NFL? He has to be regretting this decision oh wholeheartedly well, every think, day. Do you think once he saw... All these college coaches getting monster oh, contracts, oh, too. Oh, He's yeah. like, well, I should just wait around about six more months. $100 million. I was wearing my whistle on a set of Fox. <laughs> I was ready. I could have done that in L.A. I would have been there the whole time. Oh, my God. Now I'm in Jacksonville. My team hates me. What? My family can't be happy. <laughs> my legacy's destroyed. Yep. Why? And and Brian Kelly's dancing down in Baton Rouge. Oh. <laughs> He's got to be so upset. Mind blown. Now how was how was Brian Kelly's accent not gotten more attention? It did. For oh, it, did you see the new dance clip? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he starts really. I, I think this is his first time in there. Oh, I like what we're doing down here. Hell yeah. Oh, no. Hey, he looks hey. as uncomfortable as I would be in that situation. No, no. The, the kid, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brian Kelly is right in his wheelhouse. Pump. I don't have to drip like Dabo, but you turn on fucking Baton Rouge, I will run these feet on this platform. Let me grind up on your back now, son. <laughs> <laughs> he is taking the whole platform from the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Up, up oh, in yeah. Notre Dame, normally we drop it low, but down here in Louisiana, <laughs> we just take his thing slow. All right, I, I mean, he definitely thought that whole thing was about him and not the kid. Well, he just landed fucking Walker Hard. Yeah, Walker. Yeah. Good player, five star. Sweet name. Walker Hard. 
Of course. Yeah. I love that kid. Do you think guys see that and they're like, fuck it, I, I want to go do that. I want to go sign go. with LSU right yeah. now. Just back to back content. with Brian Kelly and doing the fucking. You think he takes requests? Like, is there any song? Yeah. Oxcord is ready. Probably. Or is it just so. Baton Rouge because LSU? Yeah, is it Baton, Baton Rouge? Rouge? I don't know. I'm Brian sure Kelly's open gonna, to. Brian Kelly's going to get sick of that song. <laughs> that song is going to change by the next wave of recruits that come through there for kid sure. Kid going to put out a Christmas single version of it. Oh. One week. Me and my family, Baton Rouge. Wheat teeth on the front of <laughs> blues. I who, love it. Hey, who did he hire? Who is his staff? I don't think, anyone? I think we haven't heard yet. I don't know. Solo Dolo. Yeah, I think he's doing it all. He's doing so this is... He's got your whole team. Old school. Yeah, old school hey, you actually brought in Walker Howard because Walker Howard plays uh, quarterback, <laughs> linebacker, and kicker. That's right. All right. Right. right, so Brian Kelly gets to coach him just... You know, one player at a time mm-hmm. plays everything. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of your day-to-day. There's a lot of things you could listen to. The fact that you allow us to be some of the people that infiltrate your ear holes is so incredibly kind of you. I'm eternally grateful, indebted forever, and so damn appreciative of every single one of you. Hashtag end of pod squad ties. Still giving out merch to people who have been tweeting along. We've given out hundreds and hundreds of shit already. You're the best. We're back tomorrow with an Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Please be a friend. Tell a friend. Ty, play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful overreaction Monday evening. See you tomorrow.